Okay. All right. I'm new at this. Uh, this is our first time recording. And by first time, I mean the 230th time recording. So, <sighs> fantastic. Uh, I'm Brian in North Texas, uh, joined by my good buddy in Austin, Frank. Frank, how are you doing? Fuck. Oh, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, I don't have Frank in Austin. you got to be goddamn kidding me. Hold on. You know what? We're just going to fucking do this live. I'm going to fucking get Frank on here. We're going to knock this out. I'm joined also by my lovely Mrs. Brian uh, here in North Texas. Mrs. Brian, I've got a serious Ooh, echo. Very Can you sing Sweet Dreams to me by the Eurythmics? Yeah. Sweet dreams are made of these. That's like more like the Marilyn Manson Who version. Who am I, I, I to disagree? Yes, Travel the world yes. in the seven no, seas. Everybody's looking for something. Really, what the fuck is going on? No, seriously, we've done this for fucking 200 episodes and why am i oh there we go i actually thought it sounded really cool frank can you hear me like it was like a little auto tune fuck i can't hear frank frank can hear me but i can't hear frank this is the fucking world that we live in you know what hold on pause what we're doing and here we fucking are okay frank can you hear frank frank is calling me Frank, I encourage you to just bear with me for just a couple seconds. Frank, can you hear me? Oh, he can hear me. I know he can hear me. I know that everything is just going slightly awry. Oh, Frank, Frank's <laughs> calling me now. Oh, wait, hold on. Maybe I can hear him if I turn his fucking volume up. Can you hear me, Frank? Can you hear Ariana Grande? Yeah, I can hear Ariana Grande, but you have a fucking... Yeah, I can't hear you guys. Okay, <laughs> goddammit. You can't, you cannot hear us? No, sorry. I don't think you guys can hear me. I can no, hear you can now. Hear now. Hang up. Goddammit. We've got all kinds of shit going on. Okay, you know what? Like a Verizon commercial. <laughs> if I could explain to you how many times we have done this with zero issue. Mrs. Frank is concerned about <laughs> the podcast at the moment and like what we're actually capable of doing, which apparently is like just a, a, a fucking notch above yeah, zero. Nah. Frank, Frank in, All right. in, in South Austin, how are you? Doing well, Brian. Can oh, you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Oh, okay, good. That's good. Um, yeah, no, doing well. You know, the... Weather's been kind to us as of late. We started the month really cold, and it's turned into a normal, like, 70-degree light sweater evening weather Christmas, which is nice. Sweater weather, would you say? 
Yeah, I mean, not during the day. You're going to be sweating your ass off. but mm, um, That'll happen. You know, at night, sure. Toss on a light sweater. No jackets. No jackets. Oh. Yeah, it's been getting downright cold up here, buddy. It, like, will, it, it will be cold tomorrow. Oh, you hear that voice on the mic. Mm-hmm. That's Mrs. Brian. Mrs. Brian, how are you? I'm feeling good. Bloody in the city. It's also called stepping on your own introduction. Yeah, no, she's good at that. Five oh. and oh nine. Christ, I almost broke my own Why mic stand. Well, don't worry about it. Uh, it's just a mic stand. Yeah, so if you uh, are listening and you're like, wow, they are having hella technical difficulties. It's mainly because before this podcast, Mrs. Brian and I recorded our five-year Prairie Christmas bomb vertical. <laughs> and it was great. Sp- Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, you'll see that. If you're longing for a Christmas bomb musical. <laughs> oh, there it one. is. There it is. That's we good. It's good playing words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something's headed your way real soon. So just <laughs> stay tuned for that. Um, I Like, I can't express to you enough how... Uh, you know what? Before we get into it, Frank, are you drinking anything this evening? <laughs> I, I am. I certainly hope y'all are slowing down. We, we're, we're not. <laughs> are you bad. drinking like? Oh, okay. Are you drinking gasoline or maybe some sort of <laughs> ethanol-based um, uh, drink at no. the evening? I mean, yes, a little bit. It's it's not. It's I mean, it's not a prairie Christmas bomb. It's certainly not five of them. But mm. um, I am drinking the 2020 Banished by Crux Brewing. Ooh, out of where is they out of? I want to say maybe Oregon. This was bottled 1030 2020, so it's nice and fresh. Oh, okay. Um, it is aged in uh, Kentucky bourbon barrels. This specific year is aged in Buffalo Trace. All right, a little um, BT, a little Sazerac brand. Yeah, super good. I'm going to tell you, I ordered, I want to say, okay, because you've been doing the verticals thing and I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, whenever these kind of special releases come out, I have been ordering three or four of them. Ooh. Okay. Um, you know, cause I want to try one, then I want to share one mm-hmm. and then I want to keep one and then one just for, you know, whenever. Um, so yeah, three, three to four. I, f- I find like, you know, they're so heavy. Maybe you drink one. Yeah. You know, and then maybe save, the rest for i mean at least a year so um this one is very good it it does okay so the reason i think it's going to hold up pretty well to cellaring and you can correct me if i'm wrong on this okay but it has it has some it's not as sugary on the front end there's a lot of like it's similar to like a heavy red wine that's got a shit ton of tannins and people are like oh it'll calm down over time you know this has um it has absorbed quite a bit of that Buffalo Trace barrel, and okay. it hasn't mellowed out. So it's it's kind of like you can tell it was in the barrel, and it was bottled like thirty days ago. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, so it's just a big a big chunk of oak with some uh, stout aged on it. Yeah, yeah, and and it's you can you can, I mean, I'm not gonna say you taste the bourbon, mm. but it's as thick of a bourbon taste as I've had in a beer in a while. Ooh. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad, but um, a little more than you were expecting. 
Yeah, think think about if you've ever done like rum or bourbon and coffee. Like some people really like that flavor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I like it. Like rum and coffee is delicious. Well, um, if if done correctly. Okay. Well, I may have to try out some uh, maybe some uh, Brugal and coffee tomorrow morning. I don't, I don't know. I've never had rum and coffee. Why not? I, it's you I want you uh, no no have have uh, Brian serve it to you. Without you even knowing that it's in there, uh, it is. No, you won't. You won't know. It tastes like caramel coffee. I'm not even shitting you. You're asking me to dose my wife at this point. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm saying it tastes some of it out, out of his cup. I, I promise you, you won't taste it. I don't generally it is drink delicious. alcohol and coffee. I did have like an Irish cream the, the other day, but I very wasn't nice. A huge fan. Oh God. So, okay. That's what I'm having on the Irish cream topic real quick before we get to your what you're having yes. uh, in, in the in the Brian household. Um, I will send you a recipe. There is a, a bar here in Austin called Neither Here Nor There. OK, um, it is it is one of those like speakeasy secret bars. But uh, honestly, all they ask because it's a small bar, um, they ask that you download an app and make a reservation. OK, um, and then it's your reservation can only it can only stay for like. Uh, 60 to 70 minutes it's they don't want they want to turn people over you know yeah okay. give everybody a shot which is nice um i mean the whole the whole bar if you remember when we were hanging out in new york we went to a couple of those like downstairs basement bars in chelsea right they're, do, yeah. they're tiny right like you've got like maybe eight to ten tables in that whole bar yep that's what neither here nor there is in Austin. I was completely sober for the experience, so I feel like we need to go back to New York. Yeah, we do. There we it do. Is. We so do. Maybe we go back to Burp Castle. Sober. Fuck Burp Castle. No, that place never. can go fuck itself. No. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We're being too loud. Never Burp Castle is going to come and shut ever, us down. Ever, ever again. I want to go, uh, I wanna go <laughs> to the bar that, like, the what what is it the one that like all the founding fathers went to oh, oh yeah in, that's mcsorley's in yeah, lower manhattan that's where i want to yeah. go yeah they just ask you if you want lighter deals. dark beer yeah that place is awesome man that's where i want to go for the history deals. I, I, I will say like eat before you get there their food is disgusting but the beer uh, well, is good i mean i pff. well it's, it's a gimmicky i go like, drinking on an empty stomach so per, i'm fine yeah, with that per 1776 rules the the they has to be yeah. Gross. Wait for it. Wait for it. Everybody's silent. Seventeen seventy six. New York yeah. City. Pardon me. Are you hungry, sir? Okay. That depends. Okay. Who's Thank drinking, you. sir? Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, um. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, what we should do because, uh, you know, a lot of people are getting into the holiday season. I'm imagining this is going to be posted tomorrow. Yeah. This weekend's the big drinking weekend. You've got a big drinking weekend the next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should. We should post the uh, neither here nor there Irish coffee recipe. Reason Ooh, being, okay. okay. Reason being, make it if if you're smart, you make it with decaf. Okay, don't fuck around with the full strength shit. I don't even. You're buy gonna be up decaf. all night. But you could buy decaf for this. I, if you want to do full strength, go ahead. You I'm might not it. sleep. I'm doing it. But uh, so who cares? Um, so what they do is they make a a. Uh, dark brown sugar simple syrup okay do that. okay you take that simple syrup you pour that into a uh <clears throat> into a cup you pour your irish uh whiskey into the cup jameson's fine um you pour your coffee into the cup then if you have one of those protein shaking bottles here's a life hack 
Okay. Um, okay. My wife just said they do not like getting tagged. So that's fine. We'll just post the recipe on <laughs> No Beer Left Behind. And it'll be our recipe, I guess, if they don't like being tagged. I don't give a shit. Um, so, um, all right. So, so you, uh, if you have one of those protein shaker, shaker bottles with a, a, uh, uh, what, what's that like a like this a ag- an agitator? Uh, like, yeah. yeah, that's what it's called. One of those like little agitators. Yeah. If you've ever needed to whip heavy cream, you know it can be a fucking pain. Yeah. That bottle whips it better than your whisk is gonna do it, your mixer is gonna do it, and quicker. You take that bottle, you jack it off for about 10, 15 seconds. Oh, wow. okay. Okay. I'm telling you, Neat. it's like shaking a martini and you get whipped cream on the other side of it. I don't cool. Per- I don't perfect know. consistency. I All right. Don't know if this is something I want to be party to. Yeah. Just, <laughs> hey, Mrs. Brian, just go jack off that uh, protein shaker yeah. for a little bit. You'll be fine. So, okay. No. So, it, all jokes aside, it does work really well for 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 uh, whipping up the um, the ir- the cream part of the Irish cream. Okay. And then you in that Irish cream, uh, you can put uh, liqueur. So a lot of people put like a, a touch of Bailey's or some uh, some people like banana liqueur in it. Apparently, it tastes real good. Um, so yeah, you can you can or you could just add sugar to it, and it and it makes this like sweeter froth at the top. Okay, I, I'm telling you. Okay, I have a question. You've never had an Irish coffee better than this. Like I promise you, and you can make it at home as good as they make it at the bar. So how late do you and Mrs. Frank normally drink coffee? I don't drink coffee. I drink Irish coffees. And it happens maybe once a year. Really? Yeah, I do. I I get I get mad heartburn from coffee. Ah. Uh. Um, and it just it has never. Okay, I have a theory. I don't know how true it is, but I drank a shit ton of coffee as a kid because I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I drank a lot of coffee when I was traveling, and one day it just started really fucking up my GI. And I just never went back. I, I just stopped drinking coffee. I drink coffee every day, but there gets to be like, I can't drink coffee. I would say past 11 o'clock. If I drink coffee past 11 a.m., I'm going to be up all night. At 11 a.m.? Yeah, I'm I'm super sensitive to caffeine. I don't generally drink like not even like a Diet Coke in the afternoon because I okay. will be up for the rest so, of the So oh, Okay, so interesting question then. What do you... I mean, most of the time you drink wine. If you're going to mix a drink, then it would have to be something like 7-Up, like something caffeine-free, I'd imagine. Correct. Yeah. I rarely ever mix. Yeah, I don't normally drink mixed drinks. Or if I drink liquor, it's going to be whiskey straight. But I don't ever really mix anything. Okay. I'll I'll say a bourbon and 7 is a very good drink. The the caffeine's too much. Listen, I bought bought Seagram 7 and 7-Up. Just four. Seven and seven. Mm-hmm. Seven and seven. seven and seven. And uh, then the Seagram seven plastic cap broke on me. So I had to put a wine stopper in it. And it's a whole fucking thing now. I feel like I have to drink the Seagram seven quickly. You do. Now. You do. I got to finish it. Otherwise it evaporates. Yep. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's science. the devil. It's science. the devil's science is what that is. The devil's science. So yeah, let's, uh, let's get to what y'all are drinking. Okay, Mrs. Brian, I'm sure yours is going to be much more simple. Again, after our five-year vertical of Prairie Artisan Ale's Christmas Bomb, 
from 2016 to current. So 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. Um, and then dates. The, yeah, we, um, yeah, that's how dates work. Um, we drank uh, each of those and recorded them. I'm going to be honest with you. We took a couple of side, like side stories. I, I don't know when this video will be up, um, because Mrs. Brian turned it into Prairie Artisan Ale's Christmas Bomb, the musical, the musical, the series. And it was wonderful. Well, no, not well. Yes. Well, well anyway, so right now Mrs. Brian is drinking red wine. Yes. Okay. Obviously. Doesn't matter what red wine she's drinking; it's just red and no. A but glass. it does. Which which one are you drinking? I nah. okay. So here's the thing. I know I can feel your judgment already. Oh, right. don't tell me it's apothic red. It is. God it damn is. it! Okay. <laughs> it's apothic it. inferno. It's apothic inferno. Oops. Wow, babe, you okay? And they, they're not cheap. That's the problem. Okay, is but. you're paying like twelve, fourteen dollars for. But and I know not, you like it, but dog bad. shit wine. Okay, look, there are a lot of other wines that I like, but I also, mm -hmm. like, if I want to enjoy a quote-unquote cheaper wine, I'm going to go for Apothic. Truly. Yeah, but it's... It's Honestly. not wine. It's a wine. It's a wine cocktail. It it's should a also wine it, it should also be pointed out that Brian um, spent the evening making cocktails before we went into the five years of Christmas Damn. bomb. Okay, but wait, because Mrs. Brian <laughs> did not drink a good majority of those cocktails. One of the fifty percent of the cocktails that Brian made, because Mrs. They were Brian rough. did not. Okay, I made a a, a boulevardier. Which is a Negroni uh, with bourbon instead of gin. Have you ever had one of those, Frank? Uh, Boulevardier, yes. Uh, do I like them? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, wish I would have called you before I made two of them. If I wanted to drink nail polish. Here's the deal. Campari and Brian don't get along. I'm going to go ahead and say that Okay, so right so, so let me quickly, let me, let me give you, this is what most people, okay. Not as a cocktail supremist because I am... I am not, mm -hmm. but as a person who has a very good friend here in, in Austin, who is okay. Uh, I will tell you the Amaro that you put in that matters. And Campari is very cheap. Uh, if, if you have a proper Amaro, yeah. you might actually like it. Like I've had proper Amaros straight and they are fucking delicious. So, I cannot drink Campari. So I made it according to how to drink. Uh, on YouTube, which How to Drink is a really good bartending uh, web Understood, series. Understood, but Campari is what they recommend because it's common. I'm just telling you there are good Amaros that you might well, like. Here's might what's up. the drink. Here's what's up. I used what they suggested, which was Campari and... I'm sorry. Mrs. Brian is trying to sneak out of the room to go to the bathroom? I saw that. But she's, she's like she's dipped on the side army of the crawling <laughs> on the ground. That's good shit. It's good shit. That means that I've done my job tonight because here's the deal. I, I made I made a boulevardier and she was not a fan, but I fixed it up for myself and I you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. You pour in some seven up boulevardier oh, yeah. with Campari is actually not bad. I was able to drink both of our Camparis. Or our uh, both of our boulevardiers. Um but then I also made painkillers for the both of us. Which have you ever had a painkiller? So I've only heard of a painkiller shot. Uh, so the painkiller drink is uh, cream to coconut, 
then okay. uh, pineapple juice, orange juice, and rum. Okay, so it's the same thing. It's just in a drink. It, yeah, I was gonna say it's the same. If people at home listening, they're like, "Oh, that's a fucking that's a goddamn uh, pina colada." Pretty much, except it's shaken rather than blended with ice. Uh, Fair enough. And then you top it with nutmeg. That's the big thing. And honestly, fucking amazing. I think I'll be having a day's worth of painkillers tomorrow uh, before I turn into drinking basically just straight whiskey tomorrow night. Uh, Honestly, I don't know. But but right now, let's get in what what I'm drinking right now. Which yeah, I mean, you know, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here. There's, there's a little still bit tonight. I, I mean, we're we're basically doing uh, 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 no beer left behind, a la or circa 2016, which is like, hey, let's go around the horn, see what everybody's drinking, and then Parker's like, well, while I was grilling tonight, I had three coupe F5s. And then uh, while I was taking a leak, I had uh, a fat tire, and now I'm drinking a Sam Adams uh, New England IPA. Now, so basically, we've done a five-year vertical of Christmas Bomb tonight before the podcast, and now I am drinking a five-year Christmas Bomb blend that I made myself um, from the leftovers of the vertical, which, might I say... Much better than the vertical itself. Um, just a spoiler alert to anyone listening right now. Mrs. Brian and Brian did not enjoy our time with the five years worth of Christmas bomb. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's not spoil the reviews, but I, I have found, and I, I, I think maybe this is the case. Uh, correct me if my assumption might be completely incorrect, but... I find that the 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 stouts that are so prairie stouts are are super sweet. Yeah. When yeah. you when you drink them off the bat, okay? I find that the sweeter the stout is, kind of the worse it sellers. It it tends to not the flavor doesn't improve. It just goes flat or it goes it, south. Here's what's up. You would be right. However, 2016 Prairie Bomb, the oldest version that we had in this flight, was the best. Was like I think Mrs. Brian had it as the best. I had it as second best or the best. What's my name again? Mrs. Brian. Mrs. Brian. I'm gonna say your name again, Mrs. Brian. Okay. Anyway, Mrs. Brian and I had it at best, or for myself, I think I had it second and best. But it was honestly the oldest one was the was fucking phenomenal. Well, then maybe yeah, they changed something. I mean, I really good. I, I I don't know. Like to your point, you're correct. The sweeter the, the god damn it, the sweeter the sweeter the uh, stout the the worse it ages, typically. Yeah. But I mean, it's just it, it, sucrose doesn't age well. It's well, not it's like not even, it's it, by that point the the sugar that's left over is not sucrose. It's some fucking really complex long chain sugar. Because it's gone through the mashing yeah, process. Yeah, it's got some fermentation added to it. And it's got a lot of other shit hanging off of yeah. it. But you're correct. Like, the, the residual sweetness technically does not age better. So, in that case, if you have a milk stout that's three years old, it doesn't taste very good. Which, actually, is exactly what Mrs. Brian and I experienced about a week ago, Avery. About a week ago. Exactly. Uh, When we tasted Bourbon Barrel Temptress from Lakewood, which is an imperial 
uh, milk stout aged super, in bourbon barrels. Super sweet. It's real. It's sweet and it's not like fermentation sweet. It's no, no. residual sweetness sweet, which uh, does not stand up the best to aging. To your point. What's the dryest? So hmm, I, here we go. I, I would, I would kind of compare it to the reason that no one ages white wines and the reason that no one ages sweet red wines like well now that you bring that up frank i have been aging a right a white wine uh it is a hallmark oh goddamn white wine okay (laughs) frank did the same thing that i did we just like literally we turned away from the webcam we were just like let's hear this all right yeah this is bound to be a fantastic vineyard what vintage yeah yeah what vintage is it is it the uh candace cameron beret 2019 vintage it is it is actually not from the beret family vineyard oh that's a thing she yeah she does actually have a vineyard i was making it up i didn't Um, think it was real no, Hallmark has come out with some wines. Of course they have. And of course I ordered them in May, like you do, for the Christmas season. Uh, okay. So I have a, a Cabernet that has been aging, and I also have a Sauvignon Blanc. Okay, so you can you can age the Cabernet. The Sauvignon Blanc, I would pop open within the next, like, three months. Well, I'm going to pop it open tomorrow. Yeah, you okay, say good. three yeah, months. I say fine. about 30 minutes. Uh, so, like, we're against the clock right now. <laughs> Look, they have ones coming out for Valentine's Day. Okay, so don't hate. Because I will. No, 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 no. Okay, so so let's let's correct ourselves here. What you're doing is not aging. You're just waiting to drink. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not like she's waiting five years to drink. Yeah. Which is aging in my book because that's the longest I'm gonna wait. If, if if you said I've got a soft blanc from 2012, I was like, well, you might as well pour that in the fucking okay, toilet. Well, okay, so here's the question: How long? Do you have to wait to say that you're aging a wine? I think yeah, a year so at least. At least two years. At least two years for wine. Yeah, because... So, like, the wine that we had from our fifth anniversary before we had our child wasn't even aged. No, and it was garbage town because when when we tasted it while we were at the vineyard and then the year after we, like... We, we bought a bottle with that same year's age statement. And mind you, I have not had anything to drink in nine months. I am ready. Oh, that sucks. And we opened this puppy up. Garbage town. And it was not... It was so, not but it was okay. also so, Fredericksburg so, wine. No, 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 no. Okay, you take that back. I will tell you, um, now that I've been to Frederick... If, uh, People out here call it Freddy'sburg. Oh, Freddy'sburg! Uh, I thought you were going to call it Frederiksburg, and I was about to fucking shut you down. Now, no, now that I've been, now that, yeah, now that I've been out there, it really does matter significantly where you go. Yeah. Uh, there on my on my list, there's probably only four places. Okay, where okay, are your where four are places? Okay, so Inwood is a hundred percent top of the list. Probably okay. the best wine in Texas. Okay, um, William and Chris is up there. Okay. Uh, and by the way, all of these places you're going to pay twenty bucks a tasting. I promise right. you, it's worth it. Right. Um, but if you're going to go to a vineyard, that's average I mean, cost. Honestly, else. I was going to say honestly, twenty bucks a tasting for like four to five tastings, and to keep the glass, that's an yeah. average wherever you go. Right. So, so Inwood, uh, uh, William and Chris. Uh, <clears throat> let me remember this place's name right now okay uh ron ron yates is is very good wine okay didn't even exist Um, when we were there i don't think uh shit i keep forget 
It's Pedernalis. Yes, that's, that's where the we one got our t- we got Pedernalis, and, and technically, technically, two. I don't want to actually you, but even though it is spelled P E D E R N A L E S, it is Pedernalis. Okay, whatever. Uh, so that vineyard. That vineyard has some good wines. I've had good success buying from them, so we maybe they sell Tempranillo that we love. We they're, were so impressed. They're with it. twenty, but it's probably it might not have cellared well. Like oh. it might just. It, I mean, their twenty fourteen Tempranillo was out of this world. <laughs> yeah, until we tasted it in twenty fifteen, <laughs> and it was it also out of this world, but out of this world into the garbage in can. So, so when okay, so let me let me let me categorically tell you, there is. A significant difference between Inwood, Ron Yates, yeah, and the rest. Like, th- there's some of them that, and William Chris. Like, like I-, I know there's some people that like Becker. I'll just tell you we for their shit. Their sweet shit is decent, but everybody's okay, sweet yeah. shit is decent. And that's the thing. Like, sweet, sweet is not my thing. So I, I have zero. I mean, the ones that I'm telling you, this is like traditional. You'll find these people on shelves in Napa Valley. Like they, they, there are some very good winemakers in Fredericksburg. But to be honest, uh, if you're coming out here and you're trying to um, cellar, there probably there's probably only two vineyards of of those that I listed. I would only cellar something from Inwood and William Chris. I li- li- um, I don't know that I would I would really mess around with many of the other ones because their their processes are not as refined. Here's the deal: Pernalis 2014 Tempranillo might have been the best wine that I have ever had. Okay, and that's n- no lie. It's no, it happens. Fucking here, phenomenal. I, totally. But when we opened it in 2015, after paying sixty five dollars a bottle, that shouldn't for happen. That, that shouldn't happen. It that was, shouldn't happen. Did you did you rough. message him about that? And no, we were also in a fucking baby coma, which it was fucking nightmare. No, understood. Okay, so, so most of the time, no, sorry, most of the time, if a bottle has turned that quickly in a year, they'll send you a new one. No, um, just so everybody knows, any vineyard, any winery worth their salt. Um, will offer you an exchange for this year's vintage if something turned that poor. Um, so, question: What is the Kendra Scott Winery? Okay, don't. Okay, <laughs> near y'all. <laughs> the fuck is that? The it's, one no. where like every girl is wearing Kendra Scott jewelry. Myself here's, here's, included. Here's, There's no judgment. No, here's the thing, okay? I don't know what the Kendra Scott winery is. I can almost guarantee you they import grapes from California. There's nothing wrong with that. No, um, there's it's not, about, but I just want to know. Like, we, the last ducks. time we went there, we it's went like in the duck rain. Burger or some shit like that. I've never heard of it. I've never been. You have so, been. We've, we've all been together multiple times, and it's, it's not actually called the Kendra Scott winery. It's just that every time we go there... Every girl in the place is wearing Kinder Scott jewelry. Oh, you might be talking about Fall Creek. Fall Creek. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Fall Creek is actually good wine. Yeah. I um, like their wine. Yeah. So it again wouldn't be, I mean, it's middle tier. Uh, like when I mentioned Inwood, Inwood is, there's not a bottle at Inwood under 80 bucks, but that $80, I, I have bought plenty of their wine. Not, not, 
not as a as a term of like I buy the shit out of Inwood wine. I've bought a couple bottles. I've never been disappointed in my purchase. Yeah. Um, and I've always compared it to some of the top wines I've ever tasted from Spain and and uh, Italy. You're not going to find in top Texas vineyards, you're not going to find the flavors that you're looking for from California unless they bring the grapes from there or they add a bunch of additives. It's not going to happen. I have so, yet to find my perfect wine ever. Uh, you Okay, so we need to take you to Fredericksburg. It's not going to be your perfect wine, I don't think, but I, I really do think you're going to like a lot of shit I from mean, England. I mean, I liked a lot of the stuff I had in Fredericksburg, but I want like dry, 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 and mm. full-bodied. And I have yet yeah. to find that combination. So what you need to do, this was going to be my other suggestion for people that like to sell her shit. Um, it's a cheap one, and I know I've mentioned it before. Um, if you can find yourself an Italian Barolo, and a Barolo is just... Uh, Shit. Is it Sangiovese? I think it's Sangiovese. I love a Sangiovese. There used um, to be a Sangiovese that I loved out of Grapevine, actually. And at a Grapevine via Central Coast, California. But they. Oh, no, sorry. It's not a Sangiovese. It's a Nebbiolo. Um, I don't know why I thought Sangiovese. Sangiovese is very good. But um, if, you, if you can find. So it, Barolo is a Nebbiolo from the Barolo region. You can find very sort of differentiating uh, regions, but if you can find an Italian Nebbiolo, okay. 100% Nebbiolo, uh, it is a wine that I would purchase two bottles or three bottles of, just like Brian does with his cellaring. Yeah. Uh, open that first bottle right away. Let it sit. Literally, get yourself a decanter. Let that thing sit for two hours. Um, pour yourself a little bit at the beginning. It's gonna, it's, it's, it's going to taste like you ate a green banana. Two hours. It's gonna be that dry. Like a long time to wait on wine. It's going to be a long. It'll be totally worth it. I promise. Like, I'm, I, I am not going to set you onto something and tell you to do something for two I mean, hours I trust if it's, you. if it's not going to be way better. So. Do the two hours. Buy yourself a Nebbiolo. It's going to cost you about 30, 40 bucks. Okay. Uh, do a two hour, a two hour uh, a decant on it. Taste it right before you put it into the decanter so you can understand the difference. Okay. Put it in the decanter. Two hours later, that wine is going to be buttery, uh, uh, smooth, but super dry. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, Nebbiolo never sells for a lot because it's undrinkable when you buy it, unless okay. you do all this to it. Um, if you take that Nebbiolo, and the reason I say cellaring for it is key, and you cellar that thing for 10, 15 years, it is a, I mean, some of those bottles, you can buy them for 40 bucks. They can sell for like four grand. I mean, um, some of these people who have full fledged Nebbiolo collections, they sell them at Sotheby's and then send their kids to college. Like it that's how much this wine changes. To cellar a wine for ten or fifteen years. That is, but, yeah, but it's not like you. You understand? You're married to someone who would do that with Dogfish Head 120 minute IPA. I understand that. I yeah, but but, but okay. what you should do is just have him do that for you, because he does it properly. He's gonna so, have to not tell me about the wine. 
Yeah, that's sure. the problem. No, no, no. So the easiest way to do it, okay, the easiest way to do it is just keep yourself stocked to the other shit, and you're not going to think about it. Yeah, um, I mean, like, I've saved wines for a while. Have you? What's I'm the just, longest while? The longest while is that. Nine months. Tempranillo, Eight so, months. So, <laughs> Nebbiolo... Um, Sellers phenomenally well for those people who can sell her. Apparently she's pinching Mrs. Ryan's my, not one of them. She's pinching my <laughs> arm out of if, if, anger. If, Look, I've held on to those it, Hallmark wines for a long time. Okay, shut up. Yeah, okay. but that's not that's not gonna work for Six you. Six weeks um, is not a long time. That dark horse. <laughs> you hated it. <laughs> but if you if you have any interest in cellaring wine, um, it's getting super expensive to seller the stuff that you know, is known to be good. Yeah. The shit out there that's super unknown, that people drink way too young, that, you know, like, I'm sure Brian knows about the guy who sold his, uh, he he bought the McAllen Extra Reserve whatever scotch for like 40 years in a row. It cost him a total of like five grand, okay? This dude sold that collection for $450,000 the other day. Oh my gosh. so if you if you're looking at this point to well, sell or something to a wine for that long or like something for that long just to sell it because it's an investment especially if you understand the value of the liquid in the glass that you've bought it'll never the, the climate it'll, will never be that way again and the, it, like you have will never taste that way again yep you know? I mean I totally understand it but like I don't understand the not wanting to enjoy that for yourself well, well you just have not other saying, wine you also drink yeah I was gonna say it's not saying right. that that person who who sold that collection didn't buy two bottles every year when he bought that yeah and and he saved one and drank the other one it's like it's like me and sneakers. I've got plenty of sneakers I wear, and I've got plenty of them that I'll never put on. It's Hold no on. different. Yeah, I mean, but um, I don't even understand you and sneakers. Mrs. Brian somehow activated Brian's Xbox and it turned on. I don't know how the hell it happened. Again, we've been over this. You know who? Fuck, oh, okay, God so it's funny people. story. Who else didn't know about or didn't understand the sneakers? Kind of did. Um. Uh, Mrs. Frank and I are busy putting together our will and shit. Oh, fun, and fun topics. Wow, that's dark. No, 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 no. This this will be quick and funny. Um, the lawyer noticed that I listed a sneaker collection for X amount of dollars. Wow. <laughs> and he goes, sneakers for that much, huh? And I was like, oh, you know, you gotta have it in there just in case. <laughs> Oh my god. And he god. just laughed. He laughed his ass off. And then he said, My son also collects sneakers. Oh, like, oh god. He wow. Knew. Wow. Yeah, no. So, so speaking of, what do you what do you think about those Yeezys that mm. I <laughs> The uh, alien uh foot takeover Yeezys? Those are yeah. insane. Why why? Why? Why would you buy those? Okay, so so I I want to I want to understand how you feel about these because I did buy these. Oh shit! You oh. bought some new sneakers. All right, here we go. Hold on, making it full screen. Okay, so oh, here's baby. the thing. I don't and I don't understand the investment in sneakers. I do understand the investment in high heels. Uh, but okay, how? but it's no different. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. It's a little different. So high heels are sleek. 
They are classy. They are timeless. They are like sneakers. You can put like a to okay, you. This is there's an age that goes with those. But these, no, there is high heels. There is they they're timeless. They are timeless. Okay, so here's what I'll say: is to each their own. I'm not going to judge people's shoe uh, appreciation. Okay. But what I will say is, is from a sneaker perspective. Um, so uh, Brian needs to pull this up because again, I'm on my work computer. I can't share screens and Google Meet for whatever. Reason. I got you. Um, but if if you look at so sneakers have been collectible for over over 45 years now. What? Um, uh, sorry, I I you've sold me on sneaker culture. I understand better now than I did say 18 months ago. Sure. The question that I have is why? What on God's green earth did you fucking buy here? Okay, so so like this we're is looking the, at the correct sneaker, right? Like the marbled look. It looks like a fucking whalebone sort of situation with a black middle part. Yeah. So the, these 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 are what we call long shots in the game. So uh, a I, long shot that explains a lot of what you were going for. Here. I like this sneaker. Cool. Okay. Um, and this? probably no. Probably at some point I'll wear it. Oh, you will! Uh, this is a surprise. Can I ask with what? It's a good question, uh, actually. Yeah, probably some nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, probably my jeans or white okay. pants. You know. Okay. Um, okay. It's, so you got to you know, most sneakers with this amount of color. You've got to be a little muted. You know, you yeah. can't just like. I mean, my normal. Hyper color style wouldn't fit. Right. You know, what, so. right. You know yeah, I was going to say your loud ass <laughs> fucking. Uh, I was going to say this is like a, a step up style technique from college for sure. I, but here's yeah. the deal for the price also like retail price versus even the lowest ask price. Not crazy. Okay. But here's the thing that I don't get is like. I feel like there's a limited number of outfits that you can style with with that shoe. Whereas like a high heel, I feel like it's just endless. endless. Yeah, but that's that's because you guys have high heels. Like in 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 men's culture, right? You've got you've got I mean for the longest time in formal wear, you had a cap toe Oxford. That's it. I I mean, yeah. Then then they came with the Chelsea boot. And now that's pretty much it. You know, like it's like the sneaker culture allows guys to wear shoes uh, similar to how y'all wear high heels. But, it's like it's not a big deal. Wear a nice it's high it's heel? the same sort of thing. Like I would huh? wear a nice sneaker. Would you wear a nice high heel? Yeah, well, there's a a bit of a different cultural I mean, it, thing. It's happening. a very different. Yeah, I mean, do they make them in double wides? They, I don't they, know what to tell well, you. Here's yes, the deal, Frank. They, they do. do, but no. Well, you I mean, like on, here's the deal. Here's I'm going to tell you right now. Most of most of the sneakers I wear, uh, I wear fitting tight. So if if well, if the wide sneakers don't fit, I doubt there are very many. 
you know the point that I was uh, gonna the point that I was gonna make is if you get rejected from some clubs and restaurants in in uh, Deep Ellum in Dallas in general for sure with sneakers with sneakers that has you probably will definitely get rejected uh, with wearing a nice pump with your jeans and I mean, that's I feel also like, as offensive as getting denied for wearing sneakers I feel honestly. like our lives are so different because the last sneaker I bought was a Christmas an ugly Christmas sweater pattern by Brooks by Brooks running yeah so while she's so you been, might you might actually like the man I'm about to show you one oh boy Uh-oh. I can't and wait Uh-oh. it's <laughs> It's one of my one of my uh, so the wife showed it to me today. Okay, okay. Um, Please tell me. And it's I, a Kevin I, I remember. Sneaker. No, I remember missing out on the sneaker. I I feel like I um, trust Mrs. Frank's taste. Yeah, it was last year. Um, sorry, my dog just unmuted the TV. <laughs> was it was it Earl or was it Leo? I doubt it was no, like. It's Leo. He's trying to get all over the ball and shit. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I think you'll like this one. Okay. Um, This one came out uh, three years ago, Christmas. Oh, wow. Uh, It's SB Dunk Christmas Ugly Sweater. Honestly, I would wear that Um, sneaker. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of Christmas. Absolutely. That's sick. Absolutely. It's not as sick as the highest hit. It's pretty decent deal. <laughs> the highest okay, so bid. So mine is not that that Christmassy. Here, I'll pull. I'll pull up hers, and yeah. we'll, we'll we'll find that. Mine's one. very cute, very Christmassy. No, but I knew you would like this one. Like yes. it's just you know, there's so concepts this year released what they call the turducken. Oh wow, um, that's that's good. You love that. The turducken. That's what it was called. That's cool. well, mine is silver instead of red. Okay, like where I'll the just, red is, it's silver. I'll send this either way. Uh, Frank, this is this is what Mrs. Brian uh, really went all out on this year. And where the red is, it's silver. Yeah, it's, and these uh, have been like my dream shoes. For yeah, those are nice. Yeah, so they're, they're. I mean, they're traditional, like paisley Christmas print. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I like is the fact that they did the Christmas print like wrapping paper all around, yes. and then they put the Brooks running shoe right yes. in the middle. Well, I, also, it is a functional running shoe. Yeah. It's not just a yeah. like, look nice shoe. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, these could be they could be pretty collectible if they I were. Really, I mean, I really were, ace. yeah, those are pretty smexy. I wish that the I wish it. Was those are cool. nice. Those the that pair with the green check. Like oh, that. this one here, the yeah. the Nike Dunk SB uh-huh. High Concepts Ugly Christmas Sweater Gray. Yeah, those are sweet. Now those, I would wear those. Wait, which yeah. which ones? Hold on, I'll send you the link. They're the uh, the SB high, uh, SB Dunk High Concepts. These are sexy. Hold shoes. on, I'll send the. So send Con- Concepts releases the best shit. So if, if they do, they they've had a collab with uh, Nike for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Th- okay. Yeah. You could have gotten one of one of each colorway. I like God, these. Um, those are probably I'm didn't. sick. When I'm balling with my bros, like I do, these are the shoes that I'm. Wearing. Those are fucking badass, yeah, man. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. Honestly, so these are, all these ugly uh, Christmas sweaters are pretty sweet. But those are the sexiest. S S B means skateboard, just so yeah. everybody knows. Oh, um, I want a skateboard. Oh god damn it! Yeah, so these are 2013 releases. So yeah, that makes sense why 
dead stock is 750 but it looks like last sales are 500 i mean right now some of these shoes also, used to be I'm worth a lot more for a shoe. yeah i'm not even huh? gonna pay 370 for a shoe i'm not even gonna pay 500 for a high heel that i want no you don't have to i'm just saying from a from a sneaker this this sneaker will never exist again so yeah. a lot of, a it's, lot of people who you know right sure no doubt um but in 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 what a lot of people are collecting yeah uh this seeing something sell for 500 i mean this sneaker probably a year ago depending on the person would be more like a 1200 dollars sneaker yeah uh, it just depends like some sneakers get hot people sell them others cool off this one's cooling off right now um I mean, yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, I've got the that I would drop money. Like, if I wasn't a teacher, I'd totally be on like a Louis Vuitton budget, you know? Well, yeah. would would you? Yeah. I so would. yeah, it's it's not. I, I mean, totally do tell. It's it's <laughs> pray, pray do tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pray do tell. How the fuck you gonna pull that off? I I totally. And would. and also follow up question. The fuck haven't you been doing that this whole time? <laughs> Because well, because I chose to be a teacher uh -huh. over being something else. Just rich. So. That's what you're. Okay. All right. All right. We're gonna move on before Brian has a goddamn coronary over here. <laughs> Look, I could have been a All right, so. politician. I could have been something else. <laughs> I, mean, I was gonna say if if you're if if your fallback plan was being a politician. <laughs> Uh, you're you're in a better spot. Yeah, no shit. Well, unless hold on, she didn't let her finish. Politician for the GOP, and you know no, what I mean. Like that's never. yeah. My oh God, no. Hey, listen, you were willing to sell that soul, no. so no. All right. <laughs> Nobody's okay. Can we quickly just can we just hit on hit on? Um, if you're sitting at home Christmas, uh, uh this year, Christmas you know, TV. hanging around family, yeah. Obviously, your you know your nuclear uh, cluster. We're not extending much past that, but right, right, right. Um, if if you're sitting at home and you are a person who is in need of the stimulus money, mm -hmm. and you are angry, you have every right to be. Yeah. If you are angry at Nancy Pelosi for saying that six hundred dollars is a lot of money, you have that right. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I am I am angry at her for saying that, um, and I I won't get. I mean, Nancy's not. My doing family us won't any get favors. the stimulus. Nancy no. is not doing us any favors. No, she's not. She's not doing favors. But, but I will tell you that the party as a whole, the Democrats, um, they are, they've been, <coughs> excuse me, they've been fighting, um, for large stimulus uh and 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 uh stimulus payments to families uh we started this battle at 200 or sorry two thousand dollars yeah um they actually there were several propo proposals that uh were actually 3500 4500 dollar payments yeah. uh those got shot down we went to 2000 uh the party tried and did pass 2000 out of the house then we lowered it to twelve hundred based on Mitch McConnell's bitching. Yep. That didn't 
I get past the Senate. Then we lowered him, it to 600. I call him That bitch. didn't pass the Senate. I call him Bitch McConnell. Um, That's what I call him. Yeah. So old Bitchy McConnell didn't pass any of these bills until um, he realized what the future of this uh, Senate could look like. Right. And he decided, okay, let's throw him a bone and see if it works. Um, I will say I've never and probably will never again agreed with anything that Donald Trump said, but his statement that the people need $2,000 was accurate. And I will give him credit for, um, I I know he thinks this is like sort of this four dimensional chess he's playing and there's going to be some benefit to him long-term. There won't be. Um, But he, even in his stupidity is standing up for the right cause um, and hopefully that cause gets delivered on. If it doesn't get delivered on, we need to hold Biden and co accountable. Right. And, and we need these payments. The, the people need their money. We need to stop fucking around with capitalism and putting it on the backs of the, the least able. Um, I mean, if, if you want a country to buy into full fledged centrally managed communism slash socialism we are doing a hell of a good job selling us down that path i mean my hope is that the biden administration will actually do that i mean well first of all but it's sort of like a a prayer isn't it like you know they're not going to i mean it is a prayer i feel like i have a lot of hope in the biden administration that they'll do something my hope is that they'll close down schools that they will offer actual stimulus checks that they i mean i have a list that goes on and on and on do i know that they're going to do these things absolutely not but i hope that they will um i don't know i feel like everybody i work with too is putting their hope in the new administration and what they'll do i don't know yeah so so i think i think the key phrase here is like we're all hoping but our, we were fired up for Trump right. because it right. was abhorrent, right? Him being in power was an absolute, I mean, a destructive force to everybody's way of living. Well, and we also saw um, every horrible thing that he did. Like, we saw it coming. Sure. You know? But, but we've got we've to realize, um, and I, I know four months ago, this was about winning an election. Yeah. But... We we now, as individuals who have our own opinions and have our own thoughts about how progress gets made in this country, um, we've got to be prepared to hold these people accountable. And and yeah. accountability is not sitting around and going, oh, it's fun that we don't have to worry about Biden building like burning down the fucking Washington Monument. You know, like right? Yeah, sure. That's like a given, and that's an entry like price of entry to being president um to be a president that matters today and actually um i mean he proposed uh the fifty thousand dollar uh student debt write-off right yeah he said he was gonna pass a via executive order in the last three days he's backed off from it fuck that yeah that's bullshit um, you can't do that. So accountability starts with 
we've got to be as fired up to talk against Biden and what? you fucking know I will be because I have zero zero percent uh, interest in these uh, corporate Democrats who run around this country buying votes for elections through pandering for shit that they'll never vote for. And then we come out the other side and it's like, oh, no, no, no. The country doesn't move that fast. And you're like, bitch, you're fucking 85. By the time that this shit is going to come due or any of this shit is going to be paid for or the benefits realized, you're going to be in a grave somewhere. Fuck off. Um, Our problems start with the fact that these people are too old that are in office. But more importantly, the ideas are not they're not progressive enough. It is it is important to make college free in a time when college gives you any sort of ability to function in society. Like I thought about running for local office, but I've got too many skeletons in my closet. What skeletons do you have in your closet? Are you fucking kidding me? Like you're, you're, Oh my God. You understand that the vice president of the United States less than 20 years ago shot someone in the fucking chest. I, li- I literally have zero skeletons in my The closet. fucking least amount of skeletons in your closet than I fucking know. Joel Olstein has, <laughs> has more skeletons in his fucking closet than you do. This is true. This- your only skeleton has to do with me and me. Than anybody right. else. What are those skeletons? I don't even know about those skeletons. <laughs> okay, Brian. Oh my god. We'll, I've been exposed. We'll be. We'll edit that out. I. Yeah. I mean, I gave it up too early, and I have a nose ring. Jesus so, Christ! So, Holy oh shit! Whoa. I was there's, just there's kidding. Whispering, and then there's just. I, I literally bleeped myself out. <laughs> And you skeletons. said I have a nose ring like a fucking anarchist. How dare you? So, okay, so how do you ever expect skeletons. to get a fucking right wing vote? Exactly. No, but listen, important, important. Uh, as angry as we were about the kids at the border, we yeah. need yes. to be Absolutely. at these fucking bullshit tax cuts. Yes. At, yeah. at uh, 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 this, this walk back about uh, social security payments, uh, the student debt forgiveness, yeah. you know, like we've got to be as, as fired up about it. It's we are. neither of these parties express the interests of what people need. The one is just closer and more, uh, should I say negotiable, but it's, well, it's like by no means is the democratic party in power. No, perfect thing for the society right. it's not they're not they're not aggressive but, or progressive. okay can i say that can mm. i say this no you go ahead any, and say it like no you go ahead any i don't know no feedback not feedback but just like lashing out i oh, feel like there's on. a more progressive democratic party out there but they don't say it the way that i i need them to say it but that's and okay that is what stresses me out like i like aoc i'm just gonna i'm gonna throw aoc out there but you need someone like that and you need someone like the bernie sanders of the world to fucking move a a a a progressive but here's the deal aoc says things and then she scares everybody do i do i do we agree with 
even like 60% of what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says. I agree with the things that she says. Do you I agree? I need her to say them in a different way. It doesn't matter. What you're doing no, is... No, it does. No, what you're doing, and I want to say this in a, the most polite way possible. No, no. Because where you're going, I can, I can see where you're going, and that ain't it. I, like what... Mm. I feel what? like you're going in the direction of like, like the you should smile more no, direction, no, 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 no. and it I know not, that's no, not no, no. what you're talking about. It's not a smile more direction. It's and a, meaning, meaning uh, real a quick. Way. Hold on before before we go into it because you know what I mean, but the listeners might not know what I mean. Okay. When I say smile more, I'm talking about like use language that's more universally acceptable. Like Aaron Burr, talk less, smile more. I get it. We're not trying to Hamilton this Hamilton. thing. Up. We're not trying to Hamilton. I'm, what what I'm saying is because I agree with you. What I'm saying is like uh, say things in a way that are more universally acceptable by uh, by suburban thing. parents in the Midwest. It, a lot can be said for diplomacy. It's not necessarily a smile more, but a lot can be said for diplomacy. And when you are so like. One of the things that drives me nuts about AOC is that any time a Republican senator, a Republican House member, any, any sort of congressperson comes at her, she has to come she, back with something. She and am- amplifies it, correct? Yes, she amplifies it. And it's not necessary. My thing is that she can do what she needs to do and kick ass in Congress without having to ever acknowledge. There are some things, yes, that I think she should acknowledge. The senator that screamed in her face, absolutely, I think she should have acknowledged it. That's that's 100. But... Oh, easy. Hey, hey, this cord isn't very long. Don't get animated. Every little thing that comes at her, I don't think needs to be acknowledged. I also... One. Two... I don't think that she has to have the last word all the time. Okay, so a couple a couple points there. One, you're correct. Like you don't need to amplify all the negativity that comes to you. One, a I don't feel like she is a hundred percent responsible for that. Uh, I, I think she speaks her mind a hundred percent of the time, but her voice is amplified beyond her constituency. At, at levels that that do amplify that whole. But knowing that other people are because she knows that the right has turned her into yeah, what they yeah. turned her into. But but at the same time, so did Nancy Pelosi twenty five years ago. Right. So at some point, you stop feeding into. No. That at some at some point, you try to pick up that baton and run with it, and that's where but I, I feel like. I don't think there's a the, baton there. I think that every time she tries to pick up a baton, it's turned into. Here's AOC. AOC. She's so scary. What I like to call AOC gate. Right. Like it turns into a whole thing that it doesn't, it honestly doesn't have to be. And there are so many people I know on the right that their number one concern is AOC. And I'm like, do you realize? You know what though? Like, honestly, let them have AOC because while they're focusing on her, we will actually be getting things done in Congress because... And I get that, but, like... I, I also it, understand it what you think. It does not have to be because, what it is. Because every hurdle becomes a, a 
an actual fucking hurdle. Every yeah. every um, every rose has its thorn. Every rose has its thorn. I hate you sometimes. Like I love you to death. I love you unconditionally. I love you. Brett Michael. Brett Michaels love me. Yeah, Bert Michaels. Yeah, Bert Michaels loves you. That's God damn it. <laughs> I was it. trying to say I bet Brett Michaels would love. No, I Bert Michaels loves you. Every Bert Michaels. Bert like from Sesame Street. Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer would like you because you're funny and so is Bert. Bert Bert Chrysler. Bert Chrysler. Doing the pigeon. Okay, now you're singing Sesame Street songs. Yes. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, this night has been long. Bert. When I say long, I mean, like, Mrs. Brian and I have been in the same room for about two Bert hours. Michaels, every rose has its thorn while you're doing the pigeon. When I say the number of audience members you're touching <laughs> with that that comment it's, it's is so specific. Deep. It's hitting with the... Rock of Love fans, it's hitting both of them the, with the Sesame, Sesame Street man. What a wide audience! Uh, no, it's not. What a <laughs> wide audience! It's insane how specific the audience is. Take a look. It's in a book. Sesame Street. That's not even. You're cross. You're having a forced crossover of PBS shows mm, from the no. late '80s, early '90s. No. Where in the world is Sesame Street? Shut up. You've got to be fucking kidding me right now, right? Like Every day when you're walking down the street, uh huh. everybody that you meet uh-huh. has got original Sesame Street. That's not it. And I say, hey. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with all of this other than the fact that I have finished my prairie bomb vertical. Okay. Every day when you're walking down the street. Pick it up. No, I'm not. Everybody that you meet. No, Come okay. On. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to explain to you. I've been drinking for the last hour. I have been drinking uh, a prairie bomb like kamikaze if you will i've literally poured the leftovers of all the prairie bombs that i've had over the last five years into a single glass and i have consumed that and i will say uh contrary or contrary to what you hear on the video of the five-year vertical when you mix them all together minus the 2017 which i had to drink all by myself because backstory i accidentally I stopped recording, so I had to re-record, and then the re-recording, I had to drink like three quarters of the bottle. Anyway, I essentially like kamikazed five years of prairie of Christmas bomb from Prairie Artisan Ales, and it wasn't that bad. Now, admittedly, I'd also had about fifteen ounces of Prairie Christmas bomb up to that point, maybe more. Um. But yeah, no, I finished that off. Uh, right now, I am drinking from Armadillo Ale Works in... I'm going to pronounce it correctly here. Den. No. Den. Denton. Den. It's it's the, the Troy Boy pronunciation of Den. So it's Den. Not Denton. Denton. 
Say it with me. Say it. Say it. Say it. Lean close to the microphone. One, two, three. Den. No, no, no. Den. 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 Fall off for me. Da. Say da. No. Say da. Den. Da. Den. No, no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Say mmm. Find me here. Okay. Say da. No, 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 no. You say da. Den. Da. Dinton. No, say it with me. Dinton. Dinton. No, god damn it. She doesn't get it, Frank. I don't I don't know. I don't know how I can force her into saying it correctly, but from from Denton, Texas, uh, Armadillo Ale Works Winter Stellar, which had a badass sale last Frank, weekend. Frank, you missed the best PBS references I could have ever come up with. We covered Arthur. We covered Sesame Street. We covered... What else did we cover? Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. Carmen San Diego. Frank, I think... Molly of Denali. Frank, I think you might be on mute, and I say that coming from someone who... Sorry. Okay, no, thank, God. You cover, okay thank God. Did you cover uh, Postman Pat? What? Postman, Postman Pat? Pat? What the fuck is what that? What is that? Some South African, Minnesota reference? Pat. Wait, no. I've never heard Pat. of Postman Pat. Postman Pat and his black and white cat. Oh. What? Early in the morning when the dawn is dawning. dawning. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Is Postman You've Pat never like, heard of Postman Pat? No. As some, like bring Clifford? it up on YouTube and play. play just play the, the, uh, the is this like introduction. It's hilarious. Hold on, let me find it here. I, I, you know, I don't. I, ladies and gentlemen at home, I don't even know if this exists. I feel like Postman Pat is like Blue's Clues. It was oh. the British Mail's uh, claymation. Uh, no, that kind makes of sense. Oh, so like Thomas the Train. Hold on, here we go. Good afternoon, and welcome to BBC Two. Where we begin our afternoon on the seesaw with Postman Pat taking a message. Postman, postman Pat, Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, 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 and his black and white cat. Early in the morning, just as day is dawning, he picks up all the post bags in his van. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, and his black and white cat. All the birds are singing, and the day is just beginning. Pat feels he's a really happy man. Everybody knows we did not have Postman Pat. Yeah, no, not only did we not have Postman Pat, Postman Pat seems like a fucking pedophile. But I'm going to be honest with you. Postman Pat is like a, if, if Mr. Rogers and Blue's Clues had a baby, it would have been Postman Pat. I think, I think well. Blue's Clues branched off of Postman Pat. You're correct. I'm going to tell you right now, Postman Pat is before both Mr. Rogers and Blue's Clues. I don't know if he's... Did y'all have Thomas the Train? Yeah, how'd that work out? Like Shining Time Station? Did you have that? We had Thomas the Train. So here's what I'll say, okay? Um, America had this little thing called an embargo on South Africa for a long time. What? Uh, We were were a British colony, so most of the things that we know as kids are very British- um, so America had their shot, shot blanks. Um, unfortunately, wow. Okay, real quick, hold on. 
Before we go any further, I have to set the fucking record straight. Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers. Mr. Rogers' neighbor. Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Did you, did you have Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? 1968. Mr. Postman Pat bullshit. 1981. So you fucking check your oh, okay, shit. Okay, fair enough. Check fair yourself enough. before yeah, you wreck yourself. Probably didn't, didn't catch up soon. Yeah. Enough, so. Okay. But wait, did you guys have Shining Time Station with Didi Ooh, Khan? Good question. Good question. Good question. Frenchie from Greece. Yeah. No, we did not. Oh, oh thank what God a you didn't have that. No, no, no. Thank she God. She hit me. Mrs. Brian hit me. It's a tragedy. My well, God. Shining Time Station was the best. I'm just going to say Pat's real name is Padrig. Pa- Padrig? Padrig was a good dude. Oh, yeah. Worked for the, for the Royal Mail Service. And him and his cat got into all sorts of shenanigans. Guaranteed Padraig was from totally Scotland. Totally worthwhile. That was a great one. kids show. Yeah. Great kids show. Did y'all have a lot of like British influence? Or is it or is it Dutch influence? No, no, no. It was British. I'm sorry. I, I said that. You might not have heard it. No. Um, yeah. No, yeah. So because of the embargo, ninety nine percent of our stuff came from Great Britain. Okay. Um, and then uh, from a sports perspective, we got the rugby. You got the cricket, and then we, for whatever reason, we got La Liga soccer from Spain. Well, so, it was Spain. It was question. wide open then. Did you guys learn about Henry VIII and oh, the Tudors? Fucking A. Or is yeah. So, it, unlike American history, our history was mainly War a lot of European shit, shit because yeah. they fucked up Africa pretty hardcore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, we, we learned about all of these fucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, we, that's we, the history I'm interested When you in. say they fucked up Africa pretty hardcore, that is... Yeah. When I say understatement, I can't express that enough. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as a, as a comment... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's just be real. Everybody goes, why can't they all just get along? And it's like, well, you know, what if I took your neighborhood and I split it up into four different fucking countries? Well, right. okay, so... <laughs> and also, oh, by the way, you all don't speak the same language. Oh, and by the way, on top of that... You literally fought a war two years ago. Um, yeah, that's Africa, everybody. Well, okay, so. so real quick to that point, and while you were absolutely correct on a on a microscopic scale for America to put that in perspective, just think in the like modern era, as we're all familiar with, you know, the era that involved the fucking internet. Imagine having an entire police force focused in on your yeah. black neighborhood and then everyone else in the in the fucking country saying i don't know why x neighborhood just can't get along and fucking get it together oh it's because there's a whole bunch of people who don't look act talk or behave like them uh fucking telling them what to do uh it's but that's really tough to fucking overcome any like sort of external adversity to be a functioning and self-sustaining society and it's it's um i think when you speak to uh africans from africa mm-hmm. right like not african americans which is for it's whatever whole reason term in this country wow. yeah exactly um, that hits okay all right 
<laughs> it's yeah. If if you use that term on a daily basis and think you're being comfortable, you're being a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to say um, black because that's disparaging. Wow. Fuck no, yourself. Totally. Well, oh, so black people go those white people, and <laughs> yeah. I'm so offended by that. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. No, it's only disparaging um, because you think less of black people, which is a problem that you have fucking sustained. And that's exactly going. right. And it's because you 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 are used to people in your family using the word negro. Oh. <laughs> As, as just a tiny no it's the truth but they, it's yes. like yeah. yeah you use it as like a slight because it's not african-american it's like you know it's like, like it's like in black i mean white I am, people in, in terms of disparaging black people it's as old as fucking time or any right. colored people any like, colored I people yes for sure but i mean specifically african-american i'm more on the American side. Well, our, our, our good side. buddy Jay, who it, when addressed by older white people as Hispanic, he's like, "No, I'm Mexican." He's and Mexican, they're, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to use disparaging terms." Like, motherfucker, Mexican is not disparaging. Or, it's a fucking nationality. Or my student that was like, "I want to study your history one day," and I was like, "You mean Black history?" And she, <laughs> she was like, "No." your history <laughs> so then black history and that's okay nobody's offended it's fucking insane but it's but you know what what's what's awkward about that conversation is like so i moved from south africa to minneapolis where i mean if you're talking about the most non-confrontational sons of bitches on earth you're talking about anyone descended from still living in actively enjoying the nordics okay like yeah i mean these people are oil water to any sort of confrontation <laughs> so, so uh when, they are the yield sign to confrontation <laughs> yeah absolutely when uh, when i showed up and i was like oh i had to introduce them to the term colored people oh well because hey, hey I, I was in that group frank first okay i, I, I was in that group because i thought when you said colored people, I was like, wow, whoa, that is highly offensive. But explain <laughs> to us white Americans who've never heard that term what that is. Well, I think to most of the world, but it's like we prejudge things, right, in this country. We're like, well, who the fuck is this fucking bigot? No, maybe there's something to learn here. Yeah. Or maybe there isn't, and you'll find that out pretty quick. Yeah. So, so <laughs> whether they have a people, cigarette hanging out their mouth outside of their single wide, and you're like, oh, I don't have a whole lot to learn. Or when they have what you to say. I mean, so so colored, colored people uh, refer specifically to a race slash nationality, to be honest, yeah. um, of, of uh, people in South Africa. They're an ethnic group that descended from uh, black South Africans, uh, white South Africans, and then Indian South Africans. So it's like this combination um, of, of um, ethnicities, races, whatever, that turned into a group that, uh, as, as a race, some of them are super light and yeah. some of them are super dark. It's the, same, um, it's, it's the equivalent in America to indigenous people who yeah. have been here the entire time, 
but who have been influenced by outside races, but don't fall into any specific race. They are their own thing altogether. Yeah. They have their own mannerisms. They've got their own. And they should uh, be respected and treated yeah. as their own race of people because of all of the outside influences and like lifeline of influences they have coming in behind them. So they, as, as, as a group, uh, an ethnic group, they have self-identified as colored. And I mean, in Afrikaans, they call themselves the Klierlunga, which is, it's the colored people. That's what that translates to. Right. Um, and it's, it's to be inclusive because they know their race comes in literally the spectrum. It's mm -hmm. not, um, it's it's not a standard deviation from some color of white or some color of black, you know. Right. Um, so, uh, I mean that 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 history is important, but the, I think the important thing is is as you go through um, societal relations, right? Um, th it is important to be hyper vigilant. Like I will never blame someone for being like you know um, I don't use the term black. Uh, because I don't want to offend someone. Fine, okay, but let me tell you why it's okay. Yes. And then if if after that you try to like defend that position, you know it's kind of a little bit worrisome. But fine. Um, if you're trying to be hyper vigilant, you're on the right side. Don't worry about it. Uh, just understand that um, it, it, there will come a time in our lifetime when African American will be derogatory, and yes. you might want Absolutely. to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't ever. I don't ever get offended when people say black. Like, and I hate when people are like, oh, blah, 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 black people. Like, when they whisper it, because I'm like, it's nothing to be offended by. I'm totally cool with you calling me a black person. Uh, like, it's okay. Yeah, just so, think of it on the other side. It's like if someone said, oh, fucking Snow White showed up, you're right? like, Jesus right. Christ. You okay. know she's Irish. God, like, what yeah. are we talking about here? <laughs> like, oh, she got a sunburn in January. We but know who you're talking means, about. That being said, like, I know that my black contains multitudes. I mean, when I look at my parents' DNA history, it's it's wild. It's out of this world. But, it's also from all the places that we've been traded. But that's a whole other thing. But like the other side, I when you when you like when you're talking about this, I think about the the discussions that I've had in my life and in Mrs. Brian and I's our lives uh, when she was pregnant with our daughter. You know, I I remember the the Christmas before, or I guess the Christmas after she was born. Uh, we were talking about it, about her and her her race identity, her racial yeah. identity, and I referred to her as a mixed baby. And I remember my brother going, "Don't call her a mixed baby." I was like, "Well, well, hold up. She is. What the fuck is she? See, she is a a, a baby of mixed race." And on the like United States Census, that's what she is listed as is a more than multiracial baby. So and, a mixed and, race baby. And, and recall the conversation we just had about the colored ethnicity in South Africa. Exactly. I mean, I think America is kidding themselves when they try to like do. So there's PC and then there's this. Yep. Yeah. And this is not sustainable. Well, the other thing so, too is like if you look at our child, there's there's a throwback baby in there somewhere. Oh yeah, because oh, wait, oh, well, that's the other thing is like the the type of hair that she has is unknown to my people. I mean, but like at the same time, like what you're talking about, it goes back into um, 
uh, uh, people not wanting to talk about race and how that is a problem in our society. It's a huge problem. And it's like, a huge problem. And I mean, I think I think the thing that that like from from where I grew up, right, and how adamant these conversations occurred, even yeah. though they were uncomfortable within families. Um, they cost many of my family relationships sure. with family members. Yeah. Um, but we were forced to have the conversation at that time. And we now know where each other kind of stand to this day. Yeah. Um, as uncomfortable as those views might be, uh, it is, it's absolutely unfortunate that we are sitting at the precipice of 15 maybe 20 years from now whites being the majority in the uh, the minority in this country yeah. um and they're still afraid to have this conversation there is nothing wrong with calling someone mexican there is nothing wrong with saying you're dominican you're puerto rican you're right. colombian you're brazilian you're fucking there's nothing wrong with that just no, like you go oh canada a eh? it's the same fucking thing right so just as much as there's nothing wrong calling someone black when you stripped all sense of self-identity from individuals for hundreds of years, right. they don't know what country they're from. They don't know what society they should relate to. Right. They have now determined that they are black Americans. Right. And you insult them by going back and saying you're African-American. No, they're not. Right. There's no there's no societal relationship well with also there's the so many like looking at my parents dna test there's so many different places in africa that we're from but also like we're french and we're norwegian and yeah. we're a bunch of other things and so to say there, that there we're were, just hey, solely... back in the day there was a lot of fucking going on yeah yes. well there was a lot of fucking there was a lot of trading there was a lot uh, of the everything. trading part is where it gets uncomfortable that but happens. at the same time we have to acknowledge that there was fucking trading going on but I mean on that's truly because how we ended up with it's our the child it's well it's like, not it's not uncomfortable for you Frank when you look at members yeah. of my family they look incredible incredibly indigenous I, I dude i swear to god well i was looking back at uh her dad had a bunch of pictures that she that he had scanned from his, his dad and his aunt his dad's sister dude i'm gonna tell you right now the statue that you see outside of roma nose state park in oklahoma is not native enough compared to mrs brian's aunt yeah because this lady is like fucking sacagawea meets but that's that's the other thing Americans it's don't want to admit to. Fucking amazing right? is, is the the other thing Americans don't want to admit to is when uh, these concentration camps started popping up for Native Americans, and we called right. them reservations. Native Americans yeah. saved a shit ton of slaves. Right. Yes. Um, they were they were free, quote unquote, on their by land of making it to the reservation. Yep. Um, and they they assimilated with those societies because they needed something. Um, I mean, imagine showing up to a place you know you can't leave. You don't know how long you're going to be there. You don't know when the Emancipation Clock Proclamation is going to take place. You, whatever, you, you, because it hasn't it hasn't existed up to well, that I point. Mean, when I think about my dad's, yeah, my dad's dad. So my grandpa was very native looking, dude. Especially in comparison to my grandmother, who was not native looking so, at all. I mean, I think what's 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 shameful, but also should be 
for our generation, like the reason to strive for some version of reparations, it doesn't have to be like fucking land payments. That's 1800s. Yeah. Right. But um, in the means of free education, in the means of whatever creative ideas we can come up with, right? Like maybe it's subsidized mortgages. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. um, in, in today's society, if you look at um, Native Americans took in um, any any former slave ancestor that could uh, prove their um, their heritage heritage on a reservation. It did mm -hmm. not have to include Indian blood. No, um, it was it, it was working keeping it records. But it was again to your like what you're alluding to is working land, the thing that they fucking like valued. Yeah. And they, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like valued because it was dignified as X, Y, and Z's property. It was land. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I mean, I think, I think the exchange today is different, right? Like mm -hmm. there aren't very many people who are going to be like, oh yeah, give me a hundred acres so I can plow it. Um, that's, that's probably not going to be the equivalent today, but I think what I, what I really think is, is sort of that, that North star, if you will is um, the fact that these families today get uh, they get profit sharing yeah. off of the reservation. They get inclusion into um, the, uh, the, the Native American scholarships or the Indian American scholarship programs. You but know? The, like, like as well they should. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and something think, that I mean, the rest of the country has a hard time understanding. Uh, I, f I feel like at least the rest of the country has a hard time understanding because like when the uh, the Oklahoma ruling about the basically half of the state belonging to Native American Indian territory, like is yeah. Indian territory. It's the truth. Like it's always been Indian yeah, territory. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to acknowledge that. Uh, and therefore, no, it, and, and that was a landmark. That was yeah. a landmark decision for and, those tribes. And you have to understand that the, those tribes who are supporting that land are doing more for Oklahoma than the federal government are at this point. And, and any corporation that is currently claiming absolutely those, those lands. So I, and, I mean, and I that's think coming from a person who you, Frank, you literally had to drive to a native supported hospital to yeah. receive treatment for something that you realistically should have been able to to travel within five minutes and receive treatment had i Absolutely. known that i was native at all i feel like i could have gotten like a lot of benefits in Oklahoma. but here's the difference like yeah, but, uh, benef I mean, okay, so, benefits so let's, received let's, let's be very clear right like the the benefits should be a driving force for society but they shouldn't but, be a fucking minimum requirement for fucking living no i Abs agree i mean no but no like, but uh, not not wait not only that what i'm saying is is like as as a person who didn't need to seek out the benefits right um yes you could have gotten benefits but it's it, it honestly probably wouldn't have impacted your life much no yeah. um, compared to other people who could have received the same benefits yeah but i I, th I think what's important is that those benefits are available yes yeah. to your to your to your point you could have gotten it you didn't need it you didn't seek it out um i think at a minimum, it should be available, right? And in society today, when you're talking about uh, reparations for slavery and you're talking about reparations for indentured servitude uh, that Jim Crow was, yeah. um, 
these are things that as a as a community we should discuss before the decision gets made for us yes. because whites in this country think it will not happen folks i promise you that as a as a procreating force in america <laughs> you are not the greatest no first off well and second, and, and you're no but you're, second and more importantly as a voting force you are currently strong but that is very much under these individuals who are dying yeah um and as you kind of start replacing at a greater rate you know the minority groups there are things that they will need to be functioning members not 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 it's not a want it's a need and that's yeah. what the white people don't understand in this country is like as as a as a mexican farm worker coming in raising a family trying to send them to college eventually that's just not going to be affordable and it is today well so what just do you think as 10 a, years as, from now is going to happen just as a white fucking like rural person living yeah. in america that's also not feasible but so to where, your point where, where does the continuum lead to right the I continuum mean, leads to the reality of college education being free at one point it's not today fine it's not today mitch mcconnell can bitch his way out of office it'll be tomorrow i mean it's not you you can you can hold the floodgates as much as you want but eventually they burst yeah and they will burst so so stop fighting this dumb fight try to understand the other side's needs try to understand uh, uh racial needs right like i mean as white people free college education helps us but it's not as much as it'll help other well frank you you and you say exactly what i would say is that it helps us but as a person who is sorry not from this country but looks like someone who is from this country if you were procreating with other white people you would say like that 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 comment would be correct you and I both share the same aspect of our offspring do not look like us. Yeah. They need to have like protected fucking like means of, of growing and uh, being able to uh, meet the needs of a growing society. So, well, yeah, I like, mean, they need to be able to participate in the economy going forward, but more importantly, like it's, your offspring's cute. It's only fair. Your offspring's very You know, cute. like, it's it's only fair. I, I mean, if the entry point was high school mm-hmm. and it was free, now and now we walk college. around and the person with a high school education is greeting you at Walmart. Yep. Then we know we've fallen behind and we need to catch up. And well, that's that's the point that I'm making is that like it doesn't matter what color skin you have, doesn't matter what town you grew up in, if you are bettering yourself, you need to actually go out and be able to fucking provide for your family, your friends, your like everyone who 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 is around you, who you need to fucking provide for. Because like the the fact that my dad could go off to Vietnam before he was actually eligible to go off to Vietnam and send money back to his family. And when I say go off to Vietnam, he wasn't going there for a fucking business venture. He was going there because the American military was paying him to go. Uh, like, th- like that's and pay- paying him, paying him well, well, like, well, according yeah. to the time. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like I hear uh, veterans and, and people who are active military who, who are talking about like uh, how shitty the benefits are. I'm like, 
That is not the problem of the fucking Democratic Party. That is a fucking problem of American society in general. If they have sold you a bill of fucking goods that say, hey, if you fight for us, we will protect you, then they need to fucking protect you rather than have you come back and find fucking housing for you and your family and in like tiny house living, you know? Yeah. I mean, and so, so I went on our trip to Fredericksburg, uh, went to the Spitzer Spitzer. I don't know. Oh, not Spitzer. Uh, the museum. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about the, uh, the, uh, uh, Naval museum, right? Yes, the, the the Pacific War Museum, but there's also the, okay. So General, I think it's General Spitzer. Yeah, no. it is General Spitzer. Um, Elliot Spitzer. So he was born in Fredericksburg, Texas. Okay. And this is a guy who was born in a three bedroom house, and literally it was four rooms. One of them was the kitchen. Okay. Um, the the story of his rise to like global relevance was not a story of, you know, um, born in a three bedroom house, invented the wheel in a fucking garage, sold the wheel, then became Steve jobs. Right. It was a man who was a good soldier. He Mrs. obeyed Br- orders. Oh, hold on. Mrs. Brian he, is fucking army crawling out of the room right now and i don't know why she it, it just it's a it's an elliot spitzer tradition like, we're not recording video you know that right it's not it's not elliot spitzer is it no it's not god damn it That's, i don't even think it's spritzer it's definitely not. Uh, it's Nimitz, dumbass. Nimitz. Jesus damn it. Christ. Elliot Spitzer is the one who was like, I think yeah. he was touching people's buttholes. That's right. Sorry. Nimitz. Anyways. I was going to say, I used um, to have a t-shirt because my dad made me take t-shirts from people. No, but first off, I mean, had McCarthy not been a total douchebag, um, this man probably would have gotten the credit for winning the war because he did. Um, the by the time that America got engaged in Europe, it was sort of like 99th hour, you know, added some shit. Um, it's a big deal, but it wasn't it wasn't what's what 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 Nimitz did fighting a war from scratch in the Pacific. So, anyways, yeah, we can argue that later. But um, Nimitz three bedroom house, yeah, one one room. Uh, dedicated to the kitchen, like barely any living area. Right. Uh, rose to prominence and commanded the naval fleet in the Pacific. He never had this like American dream of inventing some fucking revolutionary technology to be able to have a very nice life. Yeah. Um, I think what the American dream has become in people's minds is so fucking untenable and the way that people vote as though it is tenable right versus what nimitz was like yeah give me an opportunity i'm gonna do my job well and i know at the end of it there's a pension waiting for me and that's a good life right um and it was i mean the the dude died several million dollars over yeah um you you can make a good living in that system is it 120 billion dollars like bezos no it's not 
but it should but it shouldn't be for pensions and shit (laughs) yeah and that's okay that's okay that's what jeff bezos that's what gets me doesn't need jeff bezos that's what gets me people vote in a certain way that is literally like uh they're they're playing the scratcher lottery and it's fucking insane to me that they're like well no because you know trickle down economics is a thing that we need to support because if we don't support big business they're going to take their business to other countries and you're just like shut the fuck up like you can't be serious when it comes to like that's the way i'm going to vote like that's that that's the rationale that i'm going to use it's it's fucking insane yeah, and in in the rare event that I may or may not win the lottery, right? And then they vote, and you're like, okay, so you know the lottery is actually under the gifting tax system, yeah. And that system hasn't changed for a very, 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 very long, long time. time. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're actually thinking, you know, the lottery is gonna be impacted by this. Oh no no! You think you're going to be the next Steve Jobs? Okay, yeah, let me just okay. quickly let's run back in the history of mankind. Steve Jobs will go down with Leonardo da Vinci. We'll go down with uh, Carnegie. We'll go down with uh, fucking uh, Rockefeller. There's a reason you only know five or six of those people, right? Um, and it's because you're not going to be one of them, you dumb fuck. Yeah. So um, stop voting as though your interest is the 120 billion dollar man and start. Voting is their interest is the negative $2,000 man you know sitting not on the even, sidewalk. I will say this. Not even voting as if. Like, just behaving, just live your life behaving as, if. as if. Because yeah. that is just as unproductive. You know what I mean? Like, you can't fucking... Like, you can't be a good neighbor to someone who you believe is not as good as you. And that's... And you, are, you, are, you are way closer to being your neighbor... Or the guy on the fucking street corner. Yep. And you are way more likely to be those people than ever. Yeah. Being Jeff a millionaire. Bezos. Yeah. No, just just a millionaire. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like you don't even need to relate to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what's sad. You don't even even need to acknowledge that you could be one in a tr- like six trillion, uh, but like be one in fucking. I don't, it's it's insane. Like, how dare you think that you're better than your neighbor by that much is what it really should be. Not better than your neighbor, period. Better than your neighbor by that much. Yeah, but, and I, I really urge, you know, I mean, I know on the last podcast we spoke a lot about this, like, this Christmas, if you could give to not your family, yeah. it would help. You know, if your family doesn't need it, don't do it. Um hopefully i mean as you're listening most people aren't seeing their entire extended family so you know it's pretty easy to be like you know 2020 we didn't send gifts um so i like in the people who are able to send gifts like we were like super grateful to be able to send gifts this year i was so happy like so a, a humble brag slash like full disclosure here my company gave out a second Christmas bonus this year, and I was more than happy 
to spend that second Christmas bonus on other people who I have never fucking seen before. And, and it was it's the happiest thing you can do. The, honestly, none. best thing that I have done this year is take that money that I didn't know I was like I wasn't expecting and just spend it on people who I haven't seen in years or haven't seen ever or are complete fucking strangers to me. Best way to spend my fucking unexpected Christmas bonus. And it was like one of those things like this is better than buying Mrs. Brian the gift that she doesn't know she's getting. Like it was so much better than that. Uh, but it's one of those things like do it, do it. Like I took Frank's advice and fucking like what, whatever we have to give, give to someone who is not expecting it at all. And it was, yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. The, the, uh, I think the reward isn't, like real quick you're, you're you're not always going to get like this video of the kid opening no. the gift you got him and or whatever it it's, doesn't matter it's, it's just it's just knowing yes that you are you are directly impacting someone's ability to a provide yep a merry christmas to their family um which is not easy i mean it, anybody who has bought gifts for family knows um, hey, it's not cheap. Uh, irrespective of how cheap you want to make it, even if the budget's twenty bucks and you got to buy for seven people, you know you're at one hundred fifty bucks. That's a lot of money for some people. Yeah, so absolutely, it's not. We're not. We're not. Like, you do do not discount. You know how much Christmas costs you. Yeah. Now think about the family who doesn't even know what they're going to eat on Christmas, much less and buy for their much kids. less what presents they're opening, you know? And I, I think it's kind of funny. Um, if you've ever seen the movie four Christmases, right? Um, there's a scene there where Vince Vaughn goes to his nephews. Well, his brother, dad's house, they all live in the same house. Right. And, um, the kids start opening the presents and the first present comes from uncle Vince Vaughn. And the dude opens the presents and he goes, oh, my God, an Xbox. And then the dad goes, really, Vince? You didn't hear about the $10 gift limit? <laughs> and then, and then, uh, <laughs> then uh, the uh, 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 Vince Vaughn hands the other kid a, a, a gift to open. And he opens it up and it's a fucking Energizer flashlight. Oh, shit. Um, so yeah, I mean it sucks, but that's the reality for a lot of kids. Like yeah. I, it's it's obviously a very funny scene, but um, I think I think you've got to realize, right? Like as a person, you have the ability to go on the USPS site yep. and select a letter and change a person's life. You have the ability to go on, uh, go to your local homeless shelter, and. Give people gift cards on Christmas Day. You know, like you also have the opportunity to go on. Was it Transanta? Transanta, which uh, sponsors uh, children or trans children who have either been trans people. Trans people. Kids, yeah. Oh, it is. It is adults. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So India Moore from Pose, which if you've ever seen the TV show, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, India Moore from Pose has partnered with a company called Transanta and they basically take letters from trans kids from all over the world. 
and um, they post their Christmas lists, and it's stuff from Target, from Amazon, from everywhere. It's as simple as like socks to you know I want a TV. I mean, it it literally is everything. Um, and you can sponsor a kid. So that's what we did this year. So we found a. A trans and, and, but everybody find something that you're passionate about, right? Exactly. Like, I mean, honestly, don't. I would say, look inward before you look, you know, to the organizations. Well, think anyway, about the major organizations that, you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Think about who in your life is having a rough time. Uh, if they have kids. Uh, you know, you don't need credit for it. No. Um, say, listen, I really want to help you guys out. I know it's a tough time. Um, let me help you. Uh, I, I don't need credit. I just really, you know, I love you and I want to help you out. Um, kids deserve Christmas. It's like the one time of the year that things are uh, magical and they, they, they should be cost they, they don't, free. Yeah. And they, they don't they don't know what the drama is. And they shouldn't care. Um, it's and they not, shouldn't. They shouldn't need to know it. Like that is um, to me the 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 best thing about this time of year is that people, and it should be something that happens more. It's it shouldn't be relegated to December. Every no, year. it's it it should not be. And I mean, it, I, I will say the other the other ways you can do that is just through, I, like, if what, you see a homeless dude on the corner. Mm-hmm. Give him 20 bucks and move on with your life. Don't fucking do the whole bullshit American thing. Where it's, is he going to spend it on heroin or alcohol? I don't Who give gives a, fuck. a shit? Yeah. What are you going to spend it on? Fuck you. The the thing that I liked about oh, what you did for your birthday was like acknowledging like, oh, we can't all get together like we normally do. But it would be great if you spent whatever you were going to spend either on me for gifts to me or on like traveling to see me just send cash and what like what you do with it is like sponsor a family for a month and like what you can do in that month of like your birthday month is like you can't put a value on that for that random no, gift it, it really is because you never know like if you're going to the right person into the right like if you're going to the right family with that uh like that gift it can literally be a it can be such a difference maker in their life in in but their if, family's if, if, life equally if you don't do not get disappointed no it shouldn't be it um, shouldn't I think, be any gratitude I think you, necessary you, you you did the right thing right like irrespective of what happens um you did the right thing and that's the important part um i think the 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 one thing that um I mean, so I, uh, I volunteered when I lived in Minneapolis, I volunteered at, uh, an organization called people serving people. Right. Um, weekly from the age of like 12 till I left, uh, it, volunteering for me uh, up until I became an adult and I need to get back into it was like a backstone. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoy um, you know, shooting the shit with the dude who just got off like a fucking coffee shift. It, it, like it sounds weird, but it, it's a thing, you know, like you're coming in, you're volunteering. You're clearly not 
in a bad position in life. Right. And this dude just got off of a fucking uh, 12 hour shift at Starbucks. And he doesn't want to be treated like he just got off a, a 12 hour shift at Starbucks living at a homeless shelter. He just wants to shoot the shit about the Vikings. Right. And, and I will tell you, there's not many, there aren't many things in life that bring you more joy than knowing he, you know, like, you have that bond and that friendship with someone week after week after week, and it's like a reprieve to them. And then at some point you don't see them anymore, and that's good because you know they moved on and they, you know, got a better job and whatnot. But um, as a as a person who did that week after week after week, year after year, um, I was struck this week, and I. I I don't know quite why it struck me this way, but um, the station I listen back to in Minneapolis does this thing where during the holiday season, they go, this is how your local athletes are giving back. Um, and they, they obviously do it. So people, you know, they don't envy a, the amount of money these people make, because quite frankly, if you could throw a fucking um, football, 150 yards, you right. probably will make a lot of money. Right. Um, but more importantly, like it, it gives a personal side to things, right? It's not like all about the business. It's like these people actually do normal human things. Um, so I've listened to that segment year after year after year, and never has this organization come up that I volunteered with. Okay. And this year, uh, they said Kirk Cousins not only did the – Halloween party for all these kids bought all the candy, bought all the costumes and everything. Okay. They threw it in the fucking lobby. He like decorated the whole thing. He's also buying every Christmas list in the fucking building. That's the way to do it. Um, and Santa's delivering it on Christmas day. That's the way to do it. Like as a person who was week after week, doing this like i immediately was like on twitter kirk you couldn't have chosen better people you couldn't nope. have chosen a better organization like i mean that's the reward right it's like like for regular individuals uh like us like sponsoring an entire family that's fucking awesome mm -hmm. but to people who have literally supernatural talents and exo facto supernatural contracts that they are paid out for them to fucking sponsor an entire building, least they can do. And it's fucking amazing also, when like, they cover the least. Also, like, doing at Christmas time is the absolute best. Like, I love taking my... I, because normally, in a normal year, not like a COVID, COVID year. What? COVID? What's that? Yeah. In a normal okay, year... So, okay, I, so, so quick, quick question. Yeah. I heard, I heard someone say... Covades the other day. I thought it was a what? bit insensitive, but goddamn, at this point, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking rough. Covade. It's not wrong. Um, in a COVID year, my like, I normally get together with a bunch of the girls I work with, and we go and we ring the bell. And Why's it got to be girls? Well, anyway, because it normally said, is my my squad. Squad. Okay. Um, we get together and we go and we ring the bell for Salvation Army, which a lot of people have issue with, and I. 100% get the number one reason why we do it is because we work at a like 
Title I school, and so we see a lot of what the Salvation Army does directly affect our students, which is why but we that, do that But that, that is important. Right. Right? It, like It's absolutely important. Like, there, literally. There, there, are, there are principles. Right. And then there's actual good impact. Exactly. And I understand those don't always align, but... Salvation Army isn't that far off. Exactly. And like even even so one of my coworkers or one of my former coworkers who doesn't agree with anything that the Salvation does Salvation Army does. Oh, I could only guess with, which one. Yeah. You you know her. Um she will go and ring the bell with us because she knows exactly what they do for our kids. It's so important. It's, it's so important. It's huge and it makes it makes a complete difference in the kind of Christmases that our kids have. And so this, this is the first year that we haven't done it in like three years and it's really sad. Um, but it makes such a difference. And that's why we go out there and we ring the bell every single year because we know exactly like we see what it does for our community. Like we see what it does for our kids and it makes the difference. And yeah, I mean, it's life. Life is about giving. Right. If you're if you're if you're in this to win some sort of grand prize, uh, that prize only gets bigger. There's no. I mean, there's only one Jeff Bezos, and then there's all, everybody right. wanted to be Jeff Bezos. So, if you're chasing that level of sort of capabilities, don't do that. Right. Um, everybody wants to be comfortable. I understand that. I'm not saying having money is a bad thing. I have money. It's not a bad thing. Right. What I'm saying is, is long-term you've got to start like one of my neighbors said, and this is something that will always stick with me for the rest of my life. Bar none. It will never change. He said, you've got to realize that where you're at right now is someone else's dream. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you don't realize that, you will never be satisfied. Um, and if that doesn't give you pause in your fucking rat race, nothing will. Because at every single moment in your life, you are living someone else's dream. And yes, it's not Beyonce. And yes, it's not Justin Timberlake. Right. Yes, it's not Justin Bieber or whatever the latest TikTok YouTube personality is doing. But it is someone else's dream. Just to be able to not worry about feeding, not right. worry about paying that bill, not worry about, you know, having two cars or sending a kid to a decent school. Or these are all things that you attain in life that people don't talk about. And if you can do that, you can give back. You Absolutely. can help other people reach this level, have Christmas. I mean, like. 90% of the people that listen to this, no, fucking 100% probably of people that have the ability to listen to podcasts have the ability to give back. Absolutely. And, and it's due time that we start talking about what we have and not what we need to attain. Yeah. Because if, if all we do is constantly chase what we want to attain, uh, everybody gets left behind. But if, if, if we help, and then still try to attain and keep our giving up, we can have a, a just and functional society. It's I mean, not- the thing is, like, it's so 
For me, what it was is I read a book a couple years ago, and the main character in the book, one of the challenges that she got was to ring the bell for Salvation Army. And I kind of thought to myself, like, huh, how fun would that be? Like, that would be fun because it would give back to the students that I teach every single day. But also, like, it would just be fun. And so I decided that year that that's what I was going to do. And I started off and it was just me and a couple of the girls that I worked with. And soon it grew and grew and grew. And last year there were about six or seven of us and people were like, Hey, why didn't you invite us? We wanted to come along too. And our plan was to invite them for 2020. Obviously, you know, things change. Yeah. But the cool thing is that that's, it's something so simple. And our, our school definitely does a huge push for like United Way and things like that because it does give directly back to our kids. And we've seen, you know, several of our kids benefit from that. Um, but at the same time, it's really cool getting to ring the bell and actually know that like this is going to affect the lives of our students. And yeah. And, and, and it's, it's one of those things where, I know this is a bit of a fucking, uh, I don't know. It's, it's probably a bit of a treaded out statement, but, um, find your lane. You know, yeah. what, what are you comfortable with? Um, I like the aspect of, uh, serving food at, at, at a homeless shelter. Like I like that interaction. Not everybody likes that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if that's not what you like, then find a different Avenue, you know, like, I mean, I challenge anybody listening to this one, one Saturday, take you, if you've got a spouse, take your spouse, you guys go take $500 out of a bank account because God knows if you're able to afford giving, do it. Uh, take 50 bucks out of a bank account, do whatever you want. Um, but take money out of your savings, right? Turn it into visa gift cards and just find people who need it and look at how appreciative and and happy people are and don't judge them for needing the money because judging and thinking it's going to be fucking heroin money and all this bullshit is 90% of the burden. You don't carry that burden with you. You did the right thing, right? Like, if, if, if you are, and if you're not, it's okay. But if you are a Christian and you're into this whole, like, treat your neighbor as you want to be treated. If you're sitting on that street corner, you want to be the person that comes with the gift card for dinner. You don't want to be the person passing by scoffing. It's only going to be heroin. Absolutely. Um, so, so, so be the version of what you claim to be. And I say this from experience yeah. because we, we raised money over Christmas for a family and it was shocking the number of evangelicals that passed up and just offered prayers. Yeah. Um, you're not shocking. I mean, yeah, Mrs. Brian you know? offered up prayers. It was amazing. No, 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 no. I, I will. I, no. They, they helped a lot. They helped a lot. That's not. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, I, it was shocking. Like individuals that I thought would be, I mean, if you read my wife's message, to not offer something was pretty, 
is uh, interesting. Is rough. Uh, yeah, shocking the amount of people who we thought would would help just said we'll pray for them. I mean, uh, dude, twenty bucks, ten dollars, five dollars, fucking something. The yeah. thing to me um, is like. So the grandparents I came from, one of the things that I learned the most from them, my grandma, we used to go to San Antonio every single weekend to see my grandma. And one of the things that she would have us do literally every single weekend is that there was a bridge in San Antonio where homeless people gathered and my grandma would go and feed them. And that's just what she did every single weekend and it was assumed that if we were going to visit grandma that's exactly what we were doing it's an incredible lesson and, and yeah it's, like it's, i mean that literally changed my my world because i didn't come from i mean i came from a fairly affluent family and the lesson that my parents taught me was you could be homeless any second like it literally is a day-to-day miracle that you're not. That's the difference in the family that you were raised in in Flower Mountain, Texas, right? Versus the your neighbors in that on that same block, right? Was that you had family who, like, were living under the bridge? Yeah, like absolutely. Um, and it was it wasn't by like, oh, they're just too lazy. No, it was literally by happenstance like the situations circumstances they came from one decision in the wrong direction and sent them in, but in not that even way in the wrong di- i mean literally in, in a direction if, you're right yeah if anything we've seen this year is all it takes is one pandemic so real quick let's just let's, hold on wait 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 no, let's hold, be very real about this just one second sorry if you go and 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 donate and you are in one way, shape, or form trying to determine why this happened. Right. You're it's how how your money is gonna fix it. Right. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. Well, it's um, like what we you, talked you about. You are with- literally just for that single day taking that one worry out of that person's head. Absolutely. So they might be able to think clearly yeah. for another day. Yeah. Well, it's so like what stop you- stop trying to judge no, no. So so Stop trying to, as a society, think you're going to solve it. No, your vote might solve it. Right. Your donation is just helping a person for a day. And don't don't think of it as anything more than that. Yeah. And take solace in the fact that that person is going to go to bed with a full stomach and, and a it, clean mind that yep. they got fed today and they had a good day. Absolutely. And like that's, that's all you need to think about. That's where the, so twofold. One, like th- that's what you said when it came to the flooding in Houston that was so bad. And like when we had uh, the hurricane that hit South Texas, um, you were just like, stop sending clothes, stop, start sending money. Like that, that, that was before even, uh, what's his dick from the Houston Texans, like basically saved Houston. Uh, yeah. like th- there is something to say about a five, $10 donation that like when coupled with thousands of other people who do the same thing, oh, you can must make be a talking he- about Joel Osteen. No, that name no, doesn't JJ Watt. Oh, JJ no? Watt. That's a oh, guy. Oh, okay. But the other the other thing is like, I, I, it's it, it 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 blows my mind when like I I I came to learn about Mrs. Bryan's family, and like the person who is the genesis of 
Like so, real quick, Mrs. Like Mrs. Bryan may be underselling her grandma's like effect on San Antonio in, in entirety. Mrs. Bryan's grandma well, I, I believe, was sorry, sorry, Brian. I think they meant in San Antonio. They say in generalmente. In generalmente, sure, whatever. Mrs. Bryan's grandma won Woman of the Year in San Antonio. She did for her. That's a big deal for that, her okay. work, folks. In San Antonio, which is the pageantry queen bee of fucking Texas. That is a big deal. Well, like, I mean, you you can you can win the Houston Rodeo, nah. but you ain't shit unless you were the queen of the fucking San Antonio bullshit March 5th parade but, but, XYZ. No, <laughs> like, she was literally woman of the year because yeah. of her work for providing homeless people under the like And this what, what was like it? 40 years in. I mean, yeah. it was No, it was like, yeah, I was going to say she'd been doing this for decades, my not whole years. Life. My whole decades life, yeah. at this point. And it was literally woman of the year, not like a lower no, award is, woman in, of the year. But it was I because mean, that she, is incredibly commendable. Like that is a gravestone writing itself. Uh, but but it was literally why her family is cemented in San Antonio history for for her the acts of one one person and she took those acts on because of her son yeah. and her son also close to my heart he was the first black eagle scout in Insane. the state of texas which wow. like i was i was a member of the boy scouts of america which obviously has a different connotation now but he was the first black eagle scout in the state of texas which is Fucking amazing! He was also a fully scot like full ride scholarship to the University of Texas Austin on in an engineering program, and because of a handful of decisions that he made in college, he found he himself found himself living under bridges in San Antonio. I I have met this guy. Yes, you have. <laughs> he is. Like, listen, he's, Uncle Uncle he's a Carl, fantastic he human. Shared being. his prison tattoos. Uncle Carl yeah, is a, a fantastic <laughs> human. He's like literally the when you say salt of the earth, Uncle Carl is there. Yeah, it yeah. is amazing the life that he has lived, the 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 tales that he can tell, and the example that he lives on a daily basis is absolute like and, fucking and. Bible when it comes to how to live as a human in America. And let's be clear, he's no longer under a bridge. Yeah, so that absolutely. is 1000% because like I but it's I like, think I, I, but I think the important thing here is stop judging. Yes. Right. Start giving. That's start the, giving. Just give. That's a, that's the thing like uh, if, if it weren't un for people, unconditionally like the Bible tells you unconditional 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 like well that's that's the it's, point it's, like if it weren't for people giving a dollar to ten dollars at a time like her mrs brian's grandma couldn't do what she did but it's because and, and stop, like when stop doing it but stop doing it with pretense exactly right. like, like when the, there's no there's no guilt to be taken on your shoulders if yeah. you drive off you pay 10 bucks that's, for seven dollars worth of starbucks you got the change give it to someone yeah. like it's it will it will be no water off your back. No, it will be an incredible donation to that individual, and it will put them on a path of 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 hopefully finding their way out. Even if it's even has if it's happened for, to them, and it's, it's not it's not day, like there's no self digging in this equation. There's no yeah. self 
like no one goes into this and goes, yeah, you know, my dream is to be homeless in America. No one has that. <laughs> no, no one. So, like, I'm laughing because of the ridiculousness of the statement. You and know, hopefully understand. you under like the listeners understand that as well. And it's 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 unfortunate that like the way that we treat homeless people is as though that was someone's dream. Yeah. Right. And and they they stand on that corner because they don't want a job and da da da. Stop it. It's there's no, no one. one. No there's one. There's no one in Texas. Maybe Literally they do it no in one. fucking Maine in the middle of the summer. I, I doubt don't know. it. No. I doubt it. There, yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> No one wants to yeah, say but, to another person, I'm outdoors now. Yeah, no one. Yeah, exactly. But there's no one in Texas who stands here no. when it's 110 <laughs> degrees like outside. There's three and people goes, on this, reels on this. Instagram that are cool. Yeah, and they don't fucking take showers unless it rains <laughs> right. and go fuck them. Fuck those guys. And, like. and this is a great time. I really, I really wish to send a postcard home about the time <laughs> I was begging on the Slaughter 35 Bridge uh, yep. uh, in Austin, Texas, no one does that. Nope. So it, it's it, it quit, quit, quit. I think the main message here is quit trying to justify why you gave. Do it because it's the right thing to do, and more importantly, quit trying to imagine that you're that far away from being in that man's shoes Absolutely. or that yeah, person's shoes. That's the only reason I brought up what I did about like getting a second bonus. The right thing to do is just fucking give it. Because yeah. I wasn't expecting it, and if it can help someone else more than it can help me, fucking do it. And like, yeah, I, I, you're I either like, giving you're you, you're either giving up by buying shit from Amazon, or you're giving down by giving it to people who don't have the ability to buy anything from Amazon. Absolutely. Yeah, and I I would 100 percent if I had, well, if I have uh, free cash flow, give down then. You know, wasted on shit that I don't need. But so. that, that's that that's that should be the American like goal, and like sometimes it's painful to see other people not not acknowledging that that should be the goal for everyone to strive for. Uh, no, I'm not saying don't buy the sneakers you like. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say like here's the deal. No, like, I mean the thing all is, that to like, say with Trans Santa. So I gave to Trans Santa. I also got things that I wanted this month yeah yeah but i also gave to like i found a kid who is the same age as my students who like literally all they wanted was socks and like one other thing i can't even remember yeah i mean it was just simple stuff and so i said it breaks it totally breaks their heart i mean yeah it's the 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 kid well, the family we sponsored this year that you guys sponsored as well. Um, initially, it was just going to be a small thing. Yeah, I was like, you know, what does what does Ryder need for for in general, you know? And Grandma sends through his pant size and his shirt size and his sock size, and she's like, you know, he needs clothing. And yeah. we're like, oh shit, this is bigger. Like, we need to really help him. Um, and then, you know, we got the GoFundMe thing for the custody <laughs> fight and whatnot. And needless to say, that family, when they open their gifts Christmas morning, um, life will change yeah. for them. Good. Um, like, that's the way it should be, is the feeling the love from yes, strangers. But, but we also have a lot of people that care a lot about us and yeah. care a lot about the fact that we're like, this family needs help. 
and well, here's the they're deal. more than willing to open their checkbooks. Here's but that's not always the case. But right? so here's here's, here's the, shouldn't, you, you shouldn't wait for that moment in your life to do that. You're correct. But what you should do is like what you and Mrs. Frank did, which was have people who believe in y'all enough to when you raise the flag, people come running when it's possible. Absolutely. And that's what it should be. Because like I, I, I like I, I know my my neighbors. I know my neighbors are doing okay, thankfully, on either side of me and across the street. But here's the deal: the the neighbors of our loved ones are just as valuable as the neighbors of our of our own. And like when you and and Mrs. Frank raise the flag, like obviously, full force. Like whatever we can do, like we give. Because you've let us know that that's the right thing to do. Like, even before that, ladies and gentlemen listening at home, Frank sent us the link to the USPS Santa, which was basically like the angel tree for the nation. Would you sponsor a kid, you buy them what they need, and then United States Postal Service would send them whatever gift you bought them because it's the right thing to do. And it's literally like the COVID angel tree. Which is the best thing possible. However, yeah, you used to be able to go to your local post office and right. take. Yeah, but because people can't leave their, you know, either can't leave their home or are doing the right thing and socially not leaving their home, like they, people are reaching out for ways to help. And if people aren't lucky enough to have other like friends and family members who are connected with their community, they like they still should be able to help. It's not like these people yeah. are going like, hey, I have an extra, you know, $75. Well, I guess I'm going to spend it on this bullshit that I don't need on Amazon this year. No, they're saving that $75 and be like, well, when the right opportunity comes up, I'm going to send it to the people who need it, you know? Yeah. No, so, I mean, I, I think it's like <laughs> to, to, to kind of go back to earlier and probably wrap based on kind of what you guys have to say, but um, giving is one million times more rewarding than receiving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is, if I, I mean, I, I will open a couple of gifts on Christmas. Everybody will. If I could take that energy and put it towards giving, from everybody, absolutely, tenfold, a um, hundredfold better. Yeah, I mean, you're buying people gift baskets. You're buying people like our age. What are we doing here? Yeah, shit. You, know, like, you can go buy we, them we, themselves. We, <laughs> yeah, we we all could just be, you know, hey, Frank would like you to donate X amount. You know, like th- that's actually one of the things that Truly, Facebook yeah. enabled. Yeah that I think was very like beneficial. I don't, it's worked, but it hasn't worked because I don't think people understand. It's tough. Um, It's tough to rationalize that whole like, Oh, Joe wants to establish a, a a gift basket for $2,000 to send to the ASPCA or whatever. Yeah. But, but that's like, if you care about your friend Joe appropriate, do it. Yeah. That's the appropriate thing. I mean, I, I, I think, um, we can only be expected to give um, as much as we can afford. And that's very different for any human 
human to human and and tithing is an absolute abomination of the fucking uh, Catholic Church and should be totally <laughs> done away with but you know we can all argue that because the evangelical church <laughs> well doubled it they got, like, oh, well, no, they tithing got, is 20% okay well they got PPP to uh, uh, like fill yeah. in the tithing part which real quick I I, I, I know we want to wrap we're at the two and a quarter no we, we don't have to wrap we can do whatever we want well I I, I I bring this up because it's it it's close to all of us um, every and by all of us I mean all of our listeners as well uh, like I, 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 I'm muting you because I'm getting some feedback from you. I'm sorry, Frank, but I, I just want to, no I like, I just, I just want to bring this up. Everyone, I'm assuming, who's listening to this podcast drives, and um, anyone who drives has had to deal with tire issues, and I just wanted to, I wanted to give you a second, Frank, to vocalize your tire experience. Okay. This evening, with the I'm, I'm assuming it was the Laramie, not the Mercedes. Yeah, it was the Laramie. The Mercedes yeah. doesn't come with the spare. That, oh, that that's shit, how they get you. They go, hey, yo, drive flat till it's flat. Um, so I, I've got yeah. So okay, let me let me quick finish my statement earlier, and then we'll move on to the tire. Okay, so statement right. earlier, obviously, um, give what you can. Don't feel guilty if you can't. It's not the point. Um, the intent here is to, you know, help your community. And the closer you can get to your own life, um, the better off uh, that giving will be, right? So if you can directly no- donate to a, a a neighbor that needs cancer treatment, as fucked up as that sounds, because we don't have universal health care, do that. Right. Um you know, do, do do the things that you believe in, but also don't prejudge when you extend outside of that circle and you do those things for people you will never meet again. Um, it, it it is important equally, and 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 it will change everybody's lives for the better, right? Um, irrespective of whether or not that money goes towards food or heroin, that's not your it, fucking concern. Exactly. Um. So the tire. <laughs> the tire uh, has been interesting, right? So the wife called me before we went to Freddy'sburg. Uh, I hate how you, of, I, real quick, I hate how you call it Freddy'sburg. That annoys well, me. It makes me think of the thing now. It makes Napa Valley. It makes me think of frozen custardville. Like that's what doesn't it is. It? Doesn't it? It's fucking stupid. Anyways, <laughs> we uh, we were headed to Fredericksburg, and she's like. Uh, yeah, hon, uh, I guess I have a um, a nail in my tire. No, nail, nay. It's a fucking bolt uh, in my tire, and I'm not going to be able to uh, drive home from the barn. And I go, okay, is the bolt in the sidewall? Is it in the... You know, you're like trying to evaluate how bad. Yeah, like how? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How how much work is about to come into this fucking? Yeah, is it a new tire or a patch? Yeah, so she goes, no, no, it's on, it's on the tread. So I go, okay, okay. Uh, At most, have have uh, the people help you inflate it. You can drive it home. Um, it's it's like on the flat part of the tread, right? So she sent me the picture. I was like, okay, yo, you'll be fine. Um. Just make sure it's inflated because you drove all the way there with it. Um, 
And then uh, as soon as you uh, get to the house, we won't drive it. We'll just, you know, do the old donut swap and whatever. Okay, so this week I was supposed to be off. I've worked every day at least six to eight hours every day. Welcome. Um, yeah, I could fucking murder IBM at this point. Um, yeah, you, you could actually send them emails. Send them to HR at IBM.com if you want to. They won't fucking respond they, just like they won't yeah. respond to yours. <laughs> Tell them Frank Ellis sent you. Um, they'll be like, if they yeah. want to fire me, they can biblically fire me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> they'll be like, yeah, um, fuck that guy. We've been, <laughs> we've been yeah, sending emails. Like, I'm the week. only reason you still have this account. Okay, cool. Fire me. Um, so, regardless, um, I am about to burn my fucking laptop to the ground. So fucking communicate with real me quick, again. real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Frank has been non-communicative all week like when i say all week i mean since like saturday mid, night mid-december honestly <laughs> yeah no these people are fucking like non-stop can't even fucking they're like where's the plan how's the plan going what's going on what oh. are we doing oh, you, mean, you mean the shit yeah. i sent you in november yeah it's still going as planned what the fuck are you? Yeah, want? and then they go, "That's not quick enough. How do we speed it up?" And you're like, "Well, I sent it to you in November. November. Yeah, you should have probably told me." Um, so now, yeah, now, now it's like, if I were in Dominican, I would have quit this job. Oh yeah, like, because you would have been like, I would have oh, just fuck said, yourself. "Fuck it, guys. I'm on vacation. You figure it out." Um, on the spot, like no doubt, like oh, you got blackballed from my being. Okay, cool. Fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, pay me my final paycheck. Go fuck off. Um, Dude. Dude, no, I was, I have been so close. I'd like, okay, let me, let me read you something that I sent my boss. So while he's pulling this up, Frank does not talk about his job even more so than I don't talk about mine, which is impressive uh, considering what we do for a podcast. You know what I mean? Like. So for the fact that Frank is, is, is expressing this level of discouragement is it's unprecedented for this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't happen often. I mean, I I think that the amount of hatred um, is, no, it's not the hatred for the job. It's the situation, the job I'm ready to move on from anyways. It doesn't really matter. But that's the thing. But, like, um, we've all done things that are situationally uncomfortable on this podcast because yeah, we've been doing it for five much. years. Like this everybody's had something that has happened. We're just like, yeah, go fuck off. I'm done with this shit. So, this so is impressive. I, uh, I told my, I told my uh, boss, I said, listen, um, I understand one-off situations, but for me and my counterpart, who is an architect, shall not be named, um, this has been the reality of our lives for the past three years. And uh, feeling as though you constantly fail at something that should be very easy discourages you. It's and as such, as, as such, it makes you move on. And if you want to lose some really talented people, you should not address this component uh, because we constantly get things that we cannot deliver to. And because we can't deliver to it, we get forced to try and then we fail 
and it's been constant. So, um, yeah. So, so he was like, yeah, I understand whatever, whatever. And then, uh, today he, he, uh, I sent him a message and I said, listen, uh, just so you know, I'm going to take time off in January because I didn't get my holidays as scheduled. Um, and you need to plan on backup because I'm fucking done with this. I'm like, I'm exhausted. Right. Um, he said, uh, got your text. Sure thing. Uh, figure it, uh, just figure your days out and we can discuss. And I said, uh, okay, that's fine. No, actually I didn't even say, okay, that's fine. All I did was like his message. Ah. Um, yeah, no, I'm fucking done with it. Thumbs so up on goes, teams. Yeah, yeah, no, he knows, he knows. He's a good guy, but I'm pissed, dude. Um, so I said, uh, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. This is the plan, whatever. And then I said, but I will say, this whole thing is draining, and this should never be allowed to happen again. Uh, we cannot sell accounts like this, and if we do, again, you will lose good people. Yeah. And he said... I appreciate your stamina and dedication. I agree. All we can do is try not to do allow, not to allow it again. Uh, I hope for more discipline next year. Uh, he's not in control of that, but right. he needs to like percolate all of that shit up. Because I will tell you, on this podcast, I will fucking quit in January if this shit is not addressed. And I will happily do it knowing I will find another job within days. Like, I am done with this shit. Like, what the... Okay, so in the past, like, say four and a half years ago, I would have tried to stop you from saying all this. And only because, like, I feel like, oh, no, it's a negative thing. But in reality, the reason I am all for you saying that is because regardless of whether you are a an employee at Frank's level or below, or whether you are a manager or a leader at Frank's level or above, you need to hear that. One, you need to understand that you are a valuable asset to no matter what fucking organization you are a part of. And if you feel that you are undervalued at any point in time, you need to feel the freedom to express that to your direct report. And if you are a leader at any organization, you need to understand that the people who are working for you and making sure your organization is fucking running on a daily basis as best as it can, you need to understand that people who are working below you understand what it need, like what your organization needs to fucking operate and you need to listen to them. Like that's what it boils down to. You know what I mean? Like, you, what you're saying is not different than the person who's working Walmart receiving or whether they're working as the like assistant to the CFO. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you have people who are working for you who are intelligent, who know what it takes to do the job that they're doing. You need to listen to them and when they express problems of like what their day-to-day work environment is like and what it is going to like what the rep like the repercussions of continuing continuing to work in that way are you better fucking listen to them or else you're gonna lose really really talented people in jobs that they really really need to be like filling exactly like the thing is is yeah you can fill someone in this position 
go ahead. But they're not uh, going to be well, as good as the literally, person who literally knows. no sweat off my back if you do that. Right. I don't care. Go do it. All I'm going to tell you is you are signing your own sort of fait accompli when it comes to trying to determine uh, are they going to be successful. You have someone who is successful. That's not the problem. Um, it is. I, I think the thing that gets you and I in trouble, Brian, is we have we have this level of like don't give a shit. Yes. Once once it's reached, like don't. we are willing to bend over backwards. But mm-hmm. when you when you reach that, I will come back as hard because of the brownie points that you've given me. I will fucking come I'll, flaming fire fury. I'll cash all of them in. I don't give yeah, a fuck. Absolutely. I'll throw them all one out the fucking window. Statement. <laughs> exactly. No, I had a fucking director today ask me, um, can you schedule that call today? We don't like to schedule calls last minute. And on the call in front of other directors, I said, uh, with all due respect, I don't schedule calls last minute. I will get that done. Um, I'm not sure who you're referring to. Yeah. He didn't even fucking come back at that. No. It's like, motherfucker, get, get, get like, respect. You're, you're the person out there getting the credit. I'm the person doing a lot of this fucking work. Do not, do not try to teach me how to do this job. That is not your job. You fucking fuck the fuck off, honestly. Like, I mean, if I could, oh, God, I could fucking burn foundations with these people when it comes to that type of shit. But here's the deal that I want to express to our listeners. They have that same fucking power. Doesn't matter what role you have. Like, you, if you are the best at that role that you can be, you should feel empowered to fucking say something. And if the people who are working ahead of you do not appreciate what you're saying. If you are correct, you need to find someplace else to go. There are other places that will fucking be happy, happy to accept Frank's level of, of input when it comes to project management or Brian's level of input when it comes to production on a a communication piece. Like, because you know what you're fucking doing. You've been in your job. You've been in that role before. Like, it's not up to some leader who doesn't know what the fuck is happening within a project to call out someone at any point. And, like, like I, Frank, I have found myself in the same loca- in the same place when it comes to, like, weeding through the bullshit of political communication. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's yeah. not up to someone else to call you out for their lack of preparation. Not on you. And Absolutely. When you respond in that way, yeah, sure, you may get a reprimand from your direct report, but in the end, it's very fucking clear that the culture I, I, of responding is not as important as the fucking preparation that goes into a goddamn project. I think the thing that is so frustrating, right, is like there's this obvious group of individuals in any sort of implementation project, whatever you might call it. Um, that they get by sort of like skirting, you know? Yep. And then, Absolutely. Um, and then when, you know, as, as a, as a good manager of a team, you go, 
okay, uh, these are the activities. These are the, the dates. Uh, this is what we're committing to. Uh, they skirt that too. And then when it comes to the actual performance component, um, they include a bunch of XYZ reasons for why uh, those dates actually weren't committed to or those activities needed to be uh, clarified or, you know, um, it's all this rigmarole that no one actually knew was happening when we were planning. Um, so, for instance, specifically on, on a lot of the projects I worked on, it was like, oh, yeah, no, X, Y, and Z person needed to agree with it. Other person needed to just say something before this could be agreed to. Um, so I'm sorry you didn't know about that, but that's oh, how this works. That's the worst. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, uh, yeah, uh, what's the foundation here? Let me just take a fucking lighter. Um, <laughs> or like, what is this? Yeah, I'm like, sorry. I'm can't... sorry. Every, like eight people you just mentioned <sighs> fucked up, and now I am somehow coming down with this as the problem. Yeah, no, no. I've got to figure it out again. Yeah, um, thanks. So it's, I, I mean, I think that the, the, the formal sort of, you know, response to all this is it's work. Uh, we all work through it. Obviously, like these are kind of the, the sort of feelings people go through while working. But more importantly, accountability matters, right? So this stuff happens and it happens constantly and people get very infuriated uh, as it goes through the system. And then as it were, you lose good people. Um, and these people currently are very employable across any sort of corporation. So, I mean, it, it won't be an issue for them to find the next thing. But if you're actually trying to build a high-performing, highly functional, efficient structure that knows your platform knows what you're doing doesn't need training like unless you're trying to piss through a bunch of training budget um you should probably start thinking about how you change methods instead of you know just running through people because a lot of these organizations they run through people as though the people aren't it um and then in the end they just fold it's 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 interesting i don't i don't know it's a fucking what's wild is that it's is, an absolute mess <laughs> wait, what's wild is that's a concept that uh ryan howard brought up on the office in that it's way more expensive to train a new hire than it is to uh catch up a current uh person on how to fulfill a project you know what I mean? Like we we like back when Frank, I, I feel like when you and I were graduating college, uh, turnover was a thing that that companies and organizations talked about and paid attention to, right? Yep. It doesn't seem to be the fucking case anymore, and it's wild. Like I, I, it's yeah, it's it's not it's not at the level. So you know, it's interesting. Like a lot of corporations got very comfortable um <laughs> i'm not going to predict much well i am a predictor if you know at my core you know me um i will say it, it, also brian i think you can attest to the fact that like a lot of my core general directional feelings have been pretty accurate 
Absolutely. Um, I, directionally, I think, like, I think a lot of people felt as though this uh, corporatist movement uh, kind of happened in 2010. I think the sort of whiplash secondary movement, I think we're entering that. Like, I, I, I think... Um, I think a lot of people are going to hate working for Facebook. I think a lot of people are going to hate working for Amazon. Like, I think there's going to be this secondary whiplash that I don't know that we know the impact. I don't know that we know the scope. I mean, there was, Um, but I think in about five years, you're going to figure out what that realignment did. Well, think about it. Like you remember when Zappos like installed kegerators in their office in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was cool. And everyone was like, that's great. But then what you do is you are, uh, like you're, you're encouraging an environment of fucking working 80 hours a week. That ain't it, sis. Like anybody who's doing that is not as an in a sustainable work environment. They're just not. And especially as newer generations are coming into the workforce, that ain't it. Like it's one thing for baby boomer generations to fucking work 65, 80 hours a week. And everybody's like, oh, that's how you become successful. Frank and like our, our generation in general is one that is proving that to not be the case. Like we can be but just also, also like I th- I think we proved that we were willing to do it right and we did right like I mean I, I, I we we I think us people who are on this podcast in general like in in particular I should say not in general in particular have shown that you can be as successful working forty to fifty hours a week. You know, on, on like in sprint cases, sure, sure. Then people who work steady eighty hours a week. Yeah, and I, and I, but I will say, right. Um, we have all had our so so for me it was probably about I don't know about four years where I put in sixty to eighty hours a week. Um, we each have our own sort of level of that. But I mean, it's not like, there were like two years where I was working two jobs, you know, like exactly. That's what I was saying. Right. So like we all have our own version of that reality lengthwise, time wise, whatever. Um, but none of us came out of that and said, that's the American way. Exactly. Um, that's the point that I'm trying to make. Like successful yeah. people today are not perpetuating the environment of fucking 80 hour work weeks. That ain't it. So, so, so if you're sitting around and you're going, I earned this. No, um, you earned it by virtue of what society defined, what your predecessors said were, was acceptable, but earning it is not what you did. You just had to do it. Um, uh, uh, you don't need to set that up. Uh, into the next generation so it's it's funny to me because life is not something that is um infinite you know like everybody talks as though there's this future that they will achieve and there's this future that they can aspire to instead of focusing on what is happening to them right now and what is happening to society right now is we have a shit ton of people uh, serving you your water burger, waking up, 
at 5 a.m. after going to bed at midnight mm, after a shift at Whataburger. Your Whataburger um, analogy is triggering me, but I'm going to set it aside. I understand sure. what you're going for. But, I mean, they're working at Whataburger, full shift, go to bed midnight, wake up, hit Starbucks at 5 a.m., work till noon, yep. go to bed, get up again at 6 p.m. That's and, their reality. And forget to give Brian their water chicken. I get it. Like, I understand that that's a thing that's why sure, I don't get Sure, that does happen. I mean, sleep, sleep depri- deprivation does that. It's, so worse, than, if, it's worse than drunken, like, uh, work periods. <laughs> But if, 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 if that's your life, yeah. right, um, in no way, shape, or form can you introduce a uh, sort of a, like, let's say that person needs to get educated. Where's the time? Um, that person happen. needs to uh, be able to um, find some version of uh, a, a even daycare, you know, like nothing operates in that manner. So if you, if, if you're trying to argue that um, everybody needs to bootstrap themselves up, uh, appreciate the fact that they've got a job and just go do it. uh, Sorry, brother, sister person. uh, You are on the, I mean, you are so far from reality. Yep. And then, and then include these individuals who, there are millions um, who are in a job at the moment where they go, you know, this is shitty. Um, I, I don't necessarily need this job, but going forward, you know, um, I'd like to see X, Y, and Z change, whatever, whatever. Uh, it's just it, it, the next five to 10 years in, in, in just corporate America in general, it's going to be very interesting. I um, I equate it to like you brought up something interesting as far as like um like the people successful today are successful because not because of their hard work. It's because they've proven something against their predecessors like judgment. At least that's how I interpret it. Um, and it's very similar to how when I was coming through high school. And I'm sure other people experience this as well, whether they're my generation or not. But when it comes to um, a lot of athletic programs, let's just say, for instance, there are there was a culture of hazing, especially in the early yeah, 2000s. Exactly. That's actually a very good explanation of it. Like yeah. I, for 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 instance, <laughs> in my high school in central Oklahoma. There were uh, there were there were upperclassmen who thought that they could haze my freshman class the same way that they saw other freshman classes hazed. Just whether, because, just because, whether that you know, because there were upperclassmen, they could treat uh, freshmen in this way. And I remember in particular this senior class that was um, graduating class of two thousand one got treated like absolute dog shit. Because the freshman that year, my graduating class, would physically whip the shit out of them because that's not like we we didn't believe that. And it was one of those things that was so against the culture of our high school and our like school district in general. Um, people got very upset. Um, our like 
leadership in particular, whether it was uh, sports leaders, you know, coaches or assistant coaches or athletic directors, were getting very upset that freshmen were actually physically harming seniors. But you know what? Like, that's what it took for subsequent classes behind us to earn, like, actual respect. Not necessarily when you were born respect, but actual physical respect based on merit. And from that point on, like, we had freshmen who would start as quarterback on the football team. Uh, we had sophomores who were starting on the basketball team who would not typically start. Um, wrestling was the biggest one where we had freshmen who were really pulling the weight on the old wrestling team, whereas in the past they weren't. Yeah, but okay, so you but, could go straight Napoleon on the bit if you wanted. But the, but that's the thing. Like sometimes that's what it yeah. takes to uh, like turn over a, a culture within a society. Sure. In in this case, sure. the microcosm of the society of a high school and the hierarchy in which the high school runs. We said the class of two thousand five said, "Go ahead and fuck yourself." This ain't what we're doing. We're doing this based on merit alone, not on who you know. And it was really painful to overthrow the fucking patriarchy of our high school. It w- but it was great because we were, sorry to say, I don't want to self-brag, we were fucking way more successful than any class that came before us for the last 30 fucking years. So everybody can go sh- take a shit on their fucking mom's chest. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how else to explain how successful, like why we were successful other than we didn't give a fuck who you were. We wanted the best people out doing. Yeah. And, and also like that class has generated coaches. It's generated. Fuck like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a thing. Like I understand that's pride. <clears throat> okay. So, we should wrap. Yeah, but, we definitely um, should. Let me quickly um, give you the story about the the tire. Okay. So, oh my god, I I can't wait for this. I honestly I feel bad for texting you that like or you know sending the message of like oh okay I guess we're not recording tonight or whatever. But no, at the no, same no, no, time, no, no, well worth it when I heard what the problem was. So please explain. Yeah, well, between work and the tire, I was just fucking livid. Um, but the tire represented this being that just was annoying <laughs> so um yeah went to fredericksburg like i said oh what did you call um, it freddiesburg freddiesburg knowing that the tire was in trouble um and it was sitting in the driveway it was leaking air uh could be plugged because it's not on the sidewall right um so uh today the wife was like okay you know um if, if you have a chance like you know switch over the tire so i said okay i went to the side and because it was a slow leak i was like oh okay this this tire looks low but i didn't look at any of the other tires so the one that looked low was not nearly as low as the one that was actually fucking destroyed okay so my dumbass takes out the winch I was like, okay, yeah, we're going to lift this tire up, whatever, whatever. Wait, you mean the jack, not the winch. The jack, whatever. Okay, all right. It doesn't make sure. fucking matter. Well, it does, but yeah, I, I know. It's I, a I total give difference. Yeah, I, get, I, get I give it, it to you. Um, so the jack, <laughs> take the jack out, and the jacks, I mean, if, if you own cars and 
you you should just go ahead and buy yourself a flat jack and not yes. do the fucking yeah or at least a bottle jack sometimes a bottle jack will do wonders i'm just gonna tell you My dumbass used the factory jack. That ain't it. And no, no, no. And, and I was in my driveway, and I, I did. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, you know, changing a tire, and all of a sudden this thing rocks back, and it rocks back to where I can't get this jack unstuck. There's nothing I could do to fix it. Okay, like I am, I am bought in to the fact that this jack is not moving. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try a couple ways, try to rock the car forward to get the jack unstuck, rock it back. None of it. Like tires just floating in the air. Nothing I can do. Okay, cool. So I go ahead. I call uh, State Farm Roadside Assist at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's like, I, I understand it's the day before Christmas Eve. Hold on, hold on. You called State Farm Roadside Assist from your driveway or from Fredericksburg? No, from my driveway. Okay. From my driveway. No, the car was sitting in the driveway. I was trying to change the tire, but now I'm in a situation where... You can't I do need anything. Proper, I, yeah, I need a proper jack. I can't do this without... Well, and I can either go buy this $400 jack or I can get someone out here that has it. Use your insurance for what it's fucking actually used yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paid for so it. I was like, dude, I literally. Okay, so I call them, and the lady's like, "Are you safe?" Every time, every time you call, are you safe? Yes, I'm safe. I'm in my fucking driveway. Um, but you should yeah, have started lying to them, like, uh, "There's a, uh, I don't know, a fucking gang no, of Republicans that, who are trying and to." They go call nine. They go call nine one one, and they hang up. Oh, fuck off! Like, there's yeah. a bunch of Mitch McConnell looking people who are trying to take my livelihood from me right now. It's insane. Okay, it's insane. <laughs> so, so I call the roadside assist for State Farm, and they go. Uh, roadside assist provided by Ariva or something. Ah, oh, God, the worst. Yeah, it's outsource not their fucking. So it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and these people are terrible. So I'm yeah. like, okay, uh, zero. Speak to representative. Okay, need this X Y Z whatever. They uh, they send someone out at 3 p.m. Uh, this person apparently cancels it because it's oh. too far. F- it's too far for them, but the system isn't set up to then notify the original uh, uh, procurement person yeah. to then call me to say, you know, yeah, they're not coming. Let me find another person. No, no, no. It's based on Frank calling back to say, oh, when are y'all? When are y'all coming? And they go, we're not. We canceled it. You should call the insurance company. Okay, oh, that's not how that's supposed fuck to work. Off, yeah. Okay, so that's the first thing. Then I call back. They go, okay, we reassigned your case, reassigned it, new person. I'm like, okay, I'm being very, very patient. You know, like I need right. someone today. If I fucking blow up, I'm not getting anybody. So I'm like, okay, and I said that. I said, listen, I'm being very patient. I'm just going to tell you that the fact that no one called me when they canceled, irrespective of whether or not they canceled correctly, whatever, whatever. Is a problem. Is a problem. Um, So 
I'm not sure what needs to happen, but that is infuriating. Can you please get me another person? So the lady then reassigns me. The next person, <laughs> lo and behold, the <laughs> same shit happens. Um, this motherfucker broke his jack. Now, I'm not sure what kind of jack you have. I, I mean, if um, you break a jack, that's pretty, that's pretty hardcore. Pretty intense. Yeah. Um, not sure what he was jacking up, but the jack was broken. <laughs> So, um, lady goes, uh, no, actually I call in and they go, uh, we're trying to find out where the person is. We'll call you back is what they say. <laughs> huh? <laughs> After about 20 minutes, no one called. So I called and I said, uh, what's happening? Oh, I'm sorry. Did no, did, did they said, did nobody call you back? I was like, the fuck do you think? Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody called me back. I'm just trying to congratulate you on a job well done. Like what? I'm the 1% of society that will, yeah, will leave a positive everyone. review. I can't even imagine the amount of people would call me back. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm just bored looking nope. for a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you watching tonight? So no one, no one called me back. Then um, after that, obviously did not happen. Uh, the lady goes, "Well, uh, we got another person on the way. Um, really sorry about your experience. Oh, uh, just just know that this is covered, is what she says. Okay, oh, now, I everybody hope it's is covered." <laughs> Everybody said it's covered. Okay, huh. hasn't been a problem. We, do you so, have Allstate? Okay, hold on. Oh, so, not, not all. Not Allstate. Okay. I have State Farm. Oh. they're not far apart mm -hmm. in terms of like fucking scumbag bullshit. <laughs> so, so, just know it's covered is what she said. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, covered in my life means no money. Okay, what, which covered normal life. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is going to be my bitch ass at the fucking insurance office tomorrow. You call me, I'm covered. I'm covered. Am I covered? No, no, no. Covered with a deductible is covered oh, with a deductible. no. Covered, covered is not covered. No. Uh, yeah, exactly, Brian. It's like, what oh, the fuck no. are you talking about? So, I was like, okay, cool. Um, so, okay, uh, God we get damn. to the final person. It's like Bobcat moving services or something. Yeah. Um, th they come out. Dude's real nice. Does a great job. It takes him about 10 minutes because one of those flat jacks, like, it's quick. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, if you know what you're doing, that shit takes 10 minutes max. Um, so he does the whole uh, tire exchange, whatever. Um, I come out. He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's 60 bucks and I go, okay, no problem. You know, like I'm not going to fucking fight with him. Right. It's not his the problem. insurance company told him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, I was like, thank you so much for coming out. You know, Merry Christmas, whatever. Can you just check to make sure that the tire is at pressure? Yeah. Uh, cause I know those things lose. Obviously it's fucking molecules. So, um, he pumped the tire. You're talking about the spare, right? spare, right? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. spare. I was like, cool. He even loaded the, the other one into the back. Like, it'll be dropped off at a discount tire, Firestone, whatever. But, like, even for, for a lot of people, like, who don't know, 
a truck tire is not just a fucking little thing that you can just throw around. A truck tire, no. especially on a fucking like half ton Dodge Ram pickup truck, like that's that's a that's a bit of a move. And yeah, and if it's not handled properly, especially with nice rims on the tire uh, on the wheel, you can really fuck some shit up. So for that extra mile, it's appreciated. Yeah, yeah, and he, he was real nice about it. So he does that. Um, make sure that the, the donut, I guess, as it were, uh, is fully fully charged. Uh, real nice dude, right? Like, does the job well. Um, post that, I get this fucking text message. It's like, how well did State Farm do today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, they go one out of ten, I go two. <laughs> when 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 can we call you? Is what they said. I was like, <laughs> go fuck maybe yourself. wait. I don't know. Maybe like wait for me to calm down. I don't know. Because uh, no, I mean it, it, this this ordeal started at two forty five this afternoon. It did not get completed until seven thirty in the evening. Like, imagine if you yep. were a person actually stuck on the side of the road yep there's no wonder i mean everybody's insurance has roadside assistance there is no fucking wonder AAA is a thing dude no wonder like everybody else sucks real quick <clears throat> this is gonna be a shameless plug but an explanation plug at the same time do you know when our instagram at no beer left cast took off like as far as like viewers subscribers whatever it was in 2018. It was between Christmas and New Year. I got a flat tire in Dallas. And it was around the office. As a matter of fact, on my way to Subway, the sandwich shop in Dallas. Uh, I got a flat tire and I took it to Discount Tire. And I was at Discount Tire on December like 28th in 2018 for five and a half hours. And I had changed the tire myself in a fucking dress shirt, tie, slacks, dress shoes, fucking full office attire in a subway parking lot. Uh, and I, I was able to put a, a donut on. And it was a true donut, not a fucking spare. A goddamn, like, hope to God I get to where I'm going donut. And it was, it was, yeah, it was like a fucking Model T. Oh, yeah, it was tire. basically yeah, a fucking a, a, a wood carved like yeah, circle. Those, those are the worst. The, where like, and it, I used to drive on a tire that didn't look like a bike tire. What happened, <laughs> dude? It was I used to drive a car that was was fucking balanced, and it was it was, like the donut was flat by the time I got it to was discount tire. Too, yeah. Oh yeah, it was small, and I have 15 inch rims on my car. Okay, because I drive oh, a God. Land. It was fucking horrifying. It was literally like driving my my four like five year old daughter's goddamn bicycle tire on my car. Anyway, so while I was sitting there for almost six hours, I was Instagram like before Instagram Live was a thing or before Reels were a thing. I was literally posting videos from the discount tire like waiting area of just me just like recording the phone ringing at discount tire in Dallas. I was like, this has been going on for 10 minutes. No one's able to answer it. So I'm guessing it's going to be, you know, 2019 before I get my fucking tire fixed. 
wasn't far Which off. Probably correct. Wasn't far off. But you know what? Like I talk so much shit on Discount Tire. They never once reached out to me. I went to get later. It was probably like three months later. I went to go get my car inspected on a Saturday. And the only place around us that had car inspections on Saturday was Firestone. I was at Firestone for four hours to get my car inspected. I don't know if you ever, like, you've had your car inspected in in Texas. Doesn't take very long, right? It's literally like, do you have fucking... a 15-minute thing. Do you have wheels that are fucking round? Cool. You pass. Like, do you have exhausts on your engine? All right. Check. We're good. So Firestone here uh, in my area... It took almost, it was like four to five hours. It was ridiculous. And Firestone sent me that old survey of like, hell, how do we do? And I pulled a Frank. I was like, oh, one and a half. You can go fuck yourself. And they were like, oh, we want to give you a $65 gift certificate or some bullshit to come back and get your services done at Firestone. I responded to them... Basically, like, if you were giving me free service for life, I wouldn't come back to your shithole establishment. Because after I passed inspection, they tried to upsell me $550 of equipment that I did not need on my car. Yeah. And they have done so that. It's, like, it's, you know, the fear is, right, so, like, the uh, my car is due for a... um. An inspection. A 35-minute inspection. Like, it's not miles. They measure it in minutes of drive time on your car. <laughs> and so so what's what's frustrating is I know for a fact that some bitch-ass, like, Firestone Walker dude is going to come up and be like... <laughs> the beer company has nothing to do with your yeah, fucking Mercedes. I, I just want to be shit. very clear. There, yeah, it might as well be. It's like... <laughs> Come up to the car and be like, it needs a new side mirror and three new flanks, plus uh, probably needs a a bourbon barrel-aged bumper. And you're like, it needs none of that. Please just certify it for the Texas state uh, uh, registration so I can, you know, not be illegal on on the fucking road. That's how they work. That's how they work, dude. I got, I got, no, I got a fucking Texas toll tag collection skull today oh now, those are uh, you're talking the wrong person on that i will fucking unload let me tell you right now if those people knew the difference between like the bills and the phases of the moon it'd be a miracle like i think everybody in this state has gotten a bullshit fucking and you you normally it's like it's 30 dollars, and then in your mind you're like I'll just pay it because I've got zero inclination. Like, dude, I got, I got, I got something today. Now, you know, we owned a forerunner and you know, this was like 2017. I got a call today, today about tolls in 2018. And I, I literally told the man, I go, dude, this is way past your ability to collect. I could take you to court and you would not be able to collect on this because it's past. It's, it's, it's more than 16 months or 18 months after it was rendered. And you, I have no bills. 
in my mailbox. I've got nothing. You haven't reached out to me on this outside of this fucking random phone number with no messages. It's not going to. And he's like, well, sir, we're going to X, Y, and Z. And, da, da, da. and I was like, dude, it's 50 bucks. I'll pay you the 50 bucks, but I'm just going to let you know. It's fucking horseshit. If I get another one of those things, I am going to blow my top. Frank, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I, I, <laughs> this is coming from a person who has, uh, been to court with the North Texas toll authority. Um, and it's fucking, it's asinine. Um, I, I have, I, I, I have, I had a, I bought my car used the, the temporary tag had apparently built up. It was like $180 worth of tolls. I had paid that because I had bought the car and had been driving on the toll roads before I got my license plate and everything. And I was like, Oh, well maybe $180. Maybe that's like what their entrance fee or whatever is. Fast forward three years, I had to pay that $185 again, and I went to fucking court with receipts from my bank account, uh, like totaling the exact amounts that they had charged me or, or you know, saying they needed to charge me, and I literally was like at the mercy of the law to pay them again, on top of paying them additional tolls and additional fees so that I can actually register my car the next year. And let me, tell, let me tell you right now, I fucking hate with a ferocious passion the North Texas Toll Authority. Or they, just Toll Authority in general, because but, that's how it worked down here, too. Oh, like I've heard horror stories, like, like I've heard horror stories from the East Coast about the random toll fucking hikes that they have out there. About people just saying, go fuck yourself. I'm never registering my car in your state ever again. I'll register it in the the state over and go through all those leaps and hurdles. You can go fuck yourself. Your $1,500 toll fees that you've randomly assessed me can go kick rocks. Like, it fucking annoys me that that is a goddamn thing. One. Two, it annoys me that... We hit the fucking drive on tolls to get anywhere in this fucking country. Like, it, it, it fucking insane to me. Insane. I got into arguments with people at work because in my job, we have to talk about logistics of paying tolls uh, in addition to mileage for people using their personal cars. And believe it or not, even the best run organizations don't really want to pay tolls because you oh, can you take this. No way. You can take a little bit extra time and just drive service streets and get to where you want to go. And I have been a proponent, and luckily people at my work have listened to me, of like, you've got to be out of your fucking mind. If you ask someone to drive from point A to point B in Dallas-Fort Worth in rush hour traffic, and not take a fucking toll. It's, I mean, not only, not, uh, yeah, you're right. No. It's insane, and it, because in in my my line of work, we work off of timelines, and if you don't have your orders turned in by a specific time, you're SOL, and like that's you're asking them unreasonable requests 
to not take fucking tolls. And it's just it's, and, and it's it, interesting that that would be like a, a primo position. Well, it's yeah, exactly. Like that's the barrier to entry for business is to fucking take toll roads around DFW. You can go fuck yourself. No, how about you create goddamn roads that make sense? That's and what, also you're, you're like you're punishing someone with. Uh, no authority. Yes. Uh, attempt attempting to what be with their family? Like what? What's what, what's, yeah, well, what's with, long like, con here? With, with, <laughs> like, with, with my business, at least we acknowledge that family should be one. Like that's that's yeah, sure. number one priority. That's why we don't have people working on Saturday and Sunday. Like we 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 give them like holidays off. You know, normal shit. But at the same time, we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you driving tolls Monday through Wednesday? Well, it's because you put a fucking 4 p.m. time cap on when I can turn my goddamn orders in, and you handed me a route that runs 35 miles wide in DFW, which is essentially a goddamn death march. Like, good luck. Good luck going from, in my case, when I... And the other thing is, this is all coming from a person who, from experience who's had to pay tolls while running a sales route from Louisville, Texas to Wiley and Saxe, Texas, which Fair enough. go ahead and pull out an atlas and figure out how you fucking get from Louisville to Saxe without taking a toll road and have everything done within like eight hours. It's not, it's not going to fucking happen. But at the same time, yeah. like when, when people ask for Brian's feedback, I will gladly tell them you pay every fucking toll that they ever turn in. Ever. Because that's yeah, the yeah. how that's how you keep employees. But, you know NTDA says you go fuck yourself. You can go fuck yourself. And this is again coming from a person who literally I say fifteen to 30 minutes every day if I took a toll bridge that cost me a dollar 65 now real quick if you do that math real like fast a dollar 65 two ways five days a week that adds up very very quickly over a month yeah rapidly and over a year it's fucking asinine it really really is and that's just one stretch of road that saves me 15 minutes yeah Max, like no, it makes no sense. It's like, so dumb. In the end, if if you're trying to actually, um, you know, reward your employees, uh, make the reward based on the job, not based on like the location. <laughs> yeah, no, just I'm trying to like fucking roundabout my way up to your uh, 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 whatever pickup window. Yeah, can you please, you know. Uh, compensate me for I mean come on now like give people the ability to get there in the most efficient way so yeah. that we can like move on with society this is bullshit I, it's fucking insane to me man I like I, I know we've gone on for three hours and I don't know I, I'm probably not going to be able to break this up into multiple parts but I may try to um, I like this what's insane to me is all of the shit that we've talked about tonight is highly highly relevant doesn't matter what you do for a job everything that we've touched on has been relevant to anyone in society in america at least just be be a good person yeah it boils down to like donate what you have if you weren't expecting to have it give it to someone who 
absolutely wasn't expecting to have it. You know, and like if people ask you for your opinion at work, give it to them. And with the confidence of if they have repercussions for you giving that feedback, feel confident in yourself to say, go fuck yourselves. I'm going to go find another job here because that's what it really should boil down to in America and across the globe. If you're qualified, you should be employed no matter what. Like that's from like Walmart receiver, which I'm going to be fully, fully transparent. They're some of the worst people that I've ever worked with. Um, our Walmart receiving managers, just full disclosure like whether you're working there or you're working as a fucking CFO for a multinational corporation like if you have feedback that is valuable to your organization and people decide to say go fuck yourself you go fuck them move on to someplace else yeah, who deserves you more like that's what it boils down to and ladies and gentlemen Thank you for listening to this episode and every other episode of Nowhere Left Behind. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, leave us five-star reviews only over on uh, Apple Podcast or whatever podcast platform you listen to our show. Um, you know, uh, I hope you have a happy and safe holiday season. Please don't do anything silly. We want to hear from you in the new year. Um, we can hear from you over on our social media websites or our social media sites in general at no beer left cast on Twitter and Instagram at no beer left behind cast on at Gmail. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, any beers that we need to try in 2021 for Brian here in North Texas. I am out. For Frank in far, 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 far north, uh, New Braunfels, Texas. I'm out. I actually think New Braunfels is farther north than you are, so it's going to be difficult. No, 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 no. I thought it was, oh, you know, it's between San Antonio and it Austin. Is. I got mixed up. You know what? You yeah. got me, Frank. You got me. You got it, me. No, you no, got no. Me. You're, you're actually right. It's not far, far, far south. It's far, far, far north, New Braunfels. Uh, that's what you said. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. You, you, were, you were right. You were right. At least you didn't say, like, for the, uh, you know, some Reddit comment. You know, I fucked up. I fucked up. It's on me. It's on me. Buenas noches. Buenas noches indeed. Bye.